Welcome to the Next Dimension Podcast, your portal to an extended reality. Every week we talk about the hottest topics in XR and let you join the discussion live on MRTV. And now, get ready for another exciting episode coming up. Hi, welcome to episode 23 of the Next Dimension podcast. Your podcast is all about VR and AR. And today with a very special guest from España, Carlos <laughs> Bolivar. ¿Qué tal? Hola, hola. How is it going? <laughs> yeah, Thank good. you, Sebastian. Thank you. Good. It's a very, pleasure to be here today. Very good to have you. And uh, just when we talked before the show, we found out that you are basically my counterpart in Spain. You're doing exactly the same thing. Yeah, you also have a YouTube channel or even two, and you're working on some really cool project, right? We just uh, have a, one, one objective is, is to show VR to everyone, really. Okay, in Spain. In Spain and in Spanish. No, no, not only in Spain, in Spanish. I mean, we cover oh, also right. uh, Latin America. A lot of people from South America, they, they see us. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, lots of Spanish-speaking people all around the world. So yeah. um, what is your channel called? It's a, the, the, the technology one. We, are, we have two channels. One is entertainment, which is VR, which is Jugón Virtual. It's not easy for, for a non-Spanish speaker to, to pronounce that. Uh -huh. It means like virtual player. Uh -huh. Okay. And, uh, and the other one is called uh, Distrito XR, which is uh, XR District, the, okay. transla the translation. And, uh, and that one is more technical and it's more similar to yours. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, very cool. And yeah, we're going to talk much more about this and about how you want to bring uh, XR to people all over the world, the Spanish-speaking people, but also to all the people uh, who live in Madrid, right? You are in Madrid. We are based in Madrid, yes, okay. that's right. That's cool. correct. Very cool, man, very cool. I have never been to Madrid, but I really want to go. You are more than invited here, you know. Yeah, I will, I will totally come over. <laughs> I will definitely come over once this whole situation is better here with the... Yeah, with the COVID, but it's getting better. Today I went. Hopefully, to... yeah, hopefully soon. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's happening. I, I felt it today. The beer gardens here in Germany opens, and obviously we directly went. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> Cheers, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, great to have you on the show, Carlos. And we're going to talk about it more later. Also, of course, here with us is Gary Walkton. Gary, how are you doing? Great to have you on the show again. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm doing really well. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we've been able to go to back into the pubs over here in the UK for the past couple of weeks as well. So that's all good stuff. And it's oh, been fantastic better. over here as yeah. well. Really sunny today. Um, well, where I am in the UK anyway. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's been great. And uh, yeah, just uh, glad to be back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, super great to have you back and uh, super great also to have the beer gardens back. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was such a relaxing feeling to sit outside and have a cold one. That was so good. Yeah, cool. And also with me, my name is Sebastian Ang. I'm the founder of MRTV and the host of this podcast. And I'm also doing good. Probably I could I would say I'm a bit tired. <laughs> Or probably I could even say like it's, I'm going crazy because I've been working so, so many hours on that um, review of the Vive Pro 2. 
that you can now read. The link is down in the description of this video. Also a new website, mrtv.co. You're going to find all my hardware reviews there, but of course, I will still do videos. This is just complimentary. Yeah, so I was, I was going crazy with that review and uh, you saw, you probably have read it already. It's like very long and very detailed. Uh, I, I can imagine, really, like, like is, is, is just this week especially busy because of the Vive Pro 2 or, or oh, because yeah, I, yeah. I feel so, every week is, is pretty much the same busy. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's pretty busy normally already, but then now suddenly uh, the Vive Pro 2 came to my, to, came to the MITV headquarters and yeah, then it was just craziness and I'm happy that I could make this happen now on a, yeah, on just a few days. Normally I take way longer for reviews, but um, yeah, that panned out pretty well. <laughs> people are waiting for it. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, people want to know, should they pre-order that device, right? Because if you pre-order until 31st, you get like um, 70 euro off and 70 euro, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an amount of money that you would like so to three, save. Three, four games. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so therefore, uh, yeah, I, I really, yeah, was very busy making the review happen and now it's out. And we're going to talk about it and we're going to talk about the device today. It's going to be very interesting. And we also have a few other topics. But the main topic will be the Vive Pro 2. And um, I'm going to answer all of your questions. Uh, I heard already that uh, the Spanish community... They have lots of questions. There are many Spanish <laughs> waiting uh, for, for, you know, they have a lot of questions. Okay, that, that uh, to ask they should totally come over here. Tell them to come and watch this. <laughs> I've got a Telegram group and, and, and I'm also watching the chat group. So Okay, I'll, great. You know, I'll let you know. Once you tell me, now you can ask, then yeah, I will tell yeah, them. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Now you can ask. Perfect. Yeah. For all the people who don't know yet what this podcast is all about, well, VR and AR are <coughs> separate already. And every Saturday we are live at... Um, yeah, what time are we live? Yeah, shouldn't have gone to the beer garden. <laughs> well, we no, are live. No. <laughs> <laughs> 9 p.m. for you, 8 p.m. <laughs> That's it, exactly. Yeah, 9 p.m. in German time, 8 p.m. in London, and noon in San Francisco, and 3 p.m. in New York City. Oh, I have the feeling this is going to be a very good show. <laughs> Gary, I hope, you, I hope you have another beer there. Do you? Yes, do you? of course. Yeah, yeah I've got yeah. one. I've got yeah, ready. perfect. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> Carlos, donde uh, es... I'm just drinking some tea. Donde es uh, tu cerveza? Come on, my, come on, my. I'm a bit sick, actually. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's okay. And, and water, a lot of water. Okay, that's better. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Okay, so good show today. Yeah. Um, if you want to listen to us, you can also listen to us on all the podcast providers. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and Alexa. And if you enjoy this show, this live show, where we have lots of fun together every Saturday, then give us a five-star review so more people can find it. This would be the best way to say thank you. I say this every time here on the show, and you never do it. <laughs> so now is the perfect time to really get out your iPhone and your iPad Open the podcast app, look for the Next Dimension podcast and give us a five-star review. That would be the best way to say thank you. All right. So now, now we start with the show and I would like to start with you, Carlos. Normally, we always talk about what our last week looked like. So you have already mentioned that uh, you are uh, yeah, all about virtual reality and, uh, and AR, right? Like bringing this topic to the Spanish-speaking world. So... How about you tell us first, 
why did you get passionate for VR and AR? Like, how did this all start? Well, you want me to really to tell you the whole story? I'm, I'm happy to tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't hold back. It's, it's just us. No, I mean, this was like <laughs> it's over six years ago, something like that. It was with the first uh, big DK1 uh, or DK2. Yeah, okay. Of the, not, not the Oculus one, the, the, the Samsung. Uh, the Samsung. Ah, okay. But okay, the, the phone the, one. The, the phone one. Before, before the, the official one. And I was, I was uh, doing a, a postgrade at the university uh, with um, video game production. And, um, and then one of my teachers, he had uh, this headset. So this evening, uh, he, oh, you want to try it? This is something new. I said, okay, cool. When I tried it, I, I tried this, uh, the, the Avengers, one, one of the, the Avengers. I was in the, in the Tony Stark uh, tower thing. And when I tried this, look, my, I have chicken spot now already. It's like, really, like, I was thinking, what the fuck? I'm just, sorry, I can, can I say yeah. fuck here? You can, say, you can say fuck well, and whatever you well, want. I'm, it's amazing. I'm, I'm living. And uh, <laughs> this night, I couldn't sleep. I, I went to my house, I was searching what is this of VR, I was searching through, and no matter how, I, I wanted to be part of it. So, like, a few months later, I was, I was lucky and I entered in a, in a production of a video game, a VR game. It was Intruders. Do you know how Intruders hide and seek? No. It's a, it's a PSVR game. I got a lot okay. of uh, um, uh, prizes and it was it? cool. So I was working there. And at the same time, it's like, oh, I just want to be there. I, I ordered the first uh, Vive. I was one of the first ones to buy, you know, the first orders. Ah, okay. And um, so when he came here, I was checking on YouTube and there was no, no, no YouTube channels for VR. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to do one. And I'm just going to, like, if I do a couple of videos a week, I just force myself to learn about VR and get involved on VR. And so I have to try new games just as a, you know, as a thing. But we start growing very, very fast. Yeah, and, and now uh, you're here at the Next Dimension podcast. Yeah, so <laughs> that's where it all culminated too. <laughs> after a few months, I was just like, we talk with my partner. It's like, look, we know there are people that live out of this. Uh, uh, why we don't try? It's like, okay, let's go for it. And uh, and that was the first jump and, and crazy thing. Cool. And since then, we've just been done everything on VR from events, universities. Uh, mentoring, consulting, uh, uh, tournaments, every uh, esports, every, everything. <laughs> wow, that is that is really cool. So you have two channels. One is more about the, like the series reviews, like MRTV, like this one, and the other one is more yes. like like uh, gameplays and, and stuff, right? Yeah, entertainment. Yeah. Let me guess. The entertainment one is more successful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> because there are a lot of people who. Uh, like uh, to to watch uh, and to get fun on VR, yeah, even course. if they don't have a VR. But sure. who wants to know about a, a, a VR review, a headset review? Only the, the the you know the crazy ones that we are here. The, the, you know, <laughs> yeah. Only the, the people who are watching this right now live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, like like uh, entertainment, like you can laugh out out of a, a game, even if you don't. Uh, um, uh, know VR, but it's yeah, good right. because it's a good entrance for people. Like like yeah, for course, example, you're right. We, we got a few, we got over 20 or, 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 or 30 videos that passed the million views, Wow! you know? So imagine like those people, like some of them, they, oh, this is so fun. And when they see me actually headset that, what is that? What is that technology? You know, I, I don't know what it is, but I like, I, you know, I'm having fun, but 
So this is a good introduction for them. So just playing them as well, and they get involved. So uh, it's, it's good. It's good. They, they then, when they get right. interested, they pass to the other channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. I'd, I'd, say, I'd say that's the way it works anyway in general for mainstream gaming as well, because you, you have like, like, I've got a son and he watches these, these YouTube channels and he gets involved in certain games and stuff like that. Just from pass, being passed on from another game that he's interested in, he finds another YouTuber that is doing more entertainment kind of stuff. And then he gets invested. Then he starts searching for how to do this in this game, how to do that okay. in that game, and gets more invested okay. deeper into it. And it's the same thing, isn't it? So it makes sense that, that that's what works for you as well. Yeah. Nice. So this is, this is basically what, you know, and um, because... Well, there's one thing in, 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 in Spain, YouTube, that is no money. Like, when, when, yeah, if the channel are in Germany. English, <laughs> no, I mean, when, when the channel are in English, it's like, it's okay. I mean, it's, it's quite a big difference. Okay. And um, so, to be honest, like, we have to do a lot of things to, to, to keep this, uh, it's a way of life at the end of the day. Yeah, like, right. you know, we live uh, for VR, and yeah. uh, so we have to arrange, we did a, a lot of events, but but because of the um, situation now, the COVID, we have to cancel all of them. But we, right. we, we had one, it was like, uh, we were in the biggest Spanish event of the of video game events, and we had a whole pavilion, like 14,000 uh, 14, uh, square meters uh, of VR. And we were, um, you know, uh, doing it and arranging and everything. So we did a lot of things, like really huge events, and um, and then from that we passed to we we were uh, at the university. I was uh, sometimes I do some teaching, like I have a um, like introduction to VR class. Oh, to, wow, to, that's to amazing! Students. I would love to do that. If any, yeah. if there's any university out there who would like to have a new professor, you know how to talk. Yeah. to <laughs> in English. Yeah. 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 Actually, you were teaching. Uh, languages in vr yeah, right? i was yeah i was for fun i just wanted to see if it works i, I taught some chinese since i also learned chinese from my wife so wow yeah. mm. you speak chinese i do wow yeah i'm impressed oh and now actually <laughs> now actually now i'm learning spanish <coughs> okay i, I can talk that <laughs> no chinese <laughs> Yeah, okay, cool. So um, tell us a bit more about the Spanish um, YouTuber scene. Is it like uh, like in the English scene? There, there are quite a few and like, you know, like how is it in the Spanish YouTuber scene? There are, uh, I mean, now there are more and more and more, but because of the, I mean, uh, VR is still, we can say it's still a niche, okay? Yeah. And, and uh, the Spanish community is a niche of a niche. <laughs> right. You know? So, I don't know if you know, but I can tell you, like, a lot of brands, they don't really care about Spain. There is not, it's not it's still a big market for them. So, Oculus, they don't have a PR or, or office in Spain. HTC, they don't have uh, anything like that. They had one guy, like, uh, you know, a few years ago, but they, they just get rid of it and they you know if i want to contact hdc okay. i have to go to america yeah that's bad which is sometimes yeah. it's like i, I cannot that's, get the hdc vive yeah. pro 2 yeah that's why i have it and you don't have it yeah so after <laughs> yeah. i have to germany i'm gonna go to leave to germany <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that is really good here in germany like we have all these pr agencies of these big companies right and uh, yeah then like i got it from the german pr agency from from hdc so 
Yeah, so, so we don't good. have this. So yeah. um, being, that being said, it's like even, you know, we, it's not easy to have the numbers because for our entertainment channel, yeah, we got around 700,000 subscribers. <laughs> yeah, but is, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. But like I say, it's because it's entertainment. But yeah. for, for the other one, we got like over 20,000. And um, there is another channel. We, we got like 40,000 also. And for everyone else, they got uh, less than 5,000. Okay. Round yeah. each. And there are many, many, many ones that they came after the Oculus Quest 2. Yeah, right. Just like and, English, um, English and hope, I really, really hope they, they keep growing because as much as they grow, it will benefit everyone. Yeah. You know, they're a bigger thing. People will get more interested and, you, you know, right. and, uh, but it's, it's hard now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. But interesting to, to find out that also in the Spanish speaking YouTube scene after the Oculus Quest 2, suddenly there are more people coming. Yeah. Which is good, which is a great thing. I, I have to fight a lot, a lot, like to get headsets, to get okay. a review, to get actually support, to All actually right. show VR, like, Hey oh. guys, like I just want to, you know, help you to, to spread the word. And, and sometimes just, they just, ignore it but it's fine i mean we will have to keep <laughs> trying <laughs> right right and um how is the 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 headset situation in spain is it just the same like here in germany uh, no, no no you can buy the quest too right we in germany we cannot we have to buy it from your amazon <laughs> like i bought some stuff from amazon france and also others from amazon spain because here in germany we don't have the quest too but but you have everything right and how is yeah, it? I mean, you can get everything pretty yeah. much and on Amazon and then on um, uh, there are some places like MediaMark or, or yeah, like right. big things like that that you okay. can get the Quest 2, especially the Quest 2, really. Okay. Mm. Yeah, cool. Perfect. And um, tell us a bit more now about the Kickstarter that you're doing. So right now you have a, a place, just like I have the MRTB headquarter, that now people can go to and try the headsets or tell us a bit more. How does it work? I mean, uh, we go, it's like the same. We, we, we have a, now like a physical place. Um, we get uh, some inspiration for what you did of, of with, uh, <laughs> you know, with your headquarters. Yes. And, and also like, you know, because we, we, we have a lot of uh, customers, we have a lot of clients, which are brands, and we have to talk with, you know, with people. And, and we were working at home. So it's not easy if so you have to receive them and talk to them. Uh, to do it at home. So basically, we just uh, create this space and then we have to see how to make it um, self-sustained. Uh, like, right. like, you know, like how, how, because, you know, you have to rent a place and you have to pay for lights, uh, internet, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's money that you have to pay. And then, so we offer a service on, on this, spa this space so we can just cover the cost, really, mm -hmm. to keep, Showing VR to everyone. <laughs> that's, that's cool. Yeah, it's XR Spot, and the link is down in the in the description of this video. I've just changed it. So for all the people who would who are around uh, the Madrid area in Spain, who would like to find out more about virtual reality, or who yeah who want to visit Carlos and try out some headsets or get some consulting, I think Carlos is the person in Spain to go to and find out more about it, right? <laughs> Yes, I'm the person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. Very good to know. So, Thank you. So really cool. And um, 
if people want to simply try out a VR headset, they can also do that. Like I, I offered it here in the MRTV headquarter. You know, like people. Can I mean, come... we we had the same idea. Like I okay. said, we we get in, we inspired by by you, and uh, it's the same idea. They can support the the Kickstarter, and in exchange, uh, they will come and try everything we have. Like in a, you know, for uh, an hour and a half. Uh, normally it won't be an hour and a half because you know I like to talk and you like you're with nice environments. So yeah, you'll be no. there. But yeah, yeah. We, we we put this the same. Yeah, and uh, but I'm actually thinking. We're gonna start offering also um, some, uh, maybe some hours uh, a week uh, for free. Okay. Like, like if people want to come, they will have to. Obviously, it will be like some hours, and then we'll put like a circuit so they can try VR. And for those who don't, you know, they don't have the money or they just want to try. Of course, it won't be. It will be just like you know, maybe 20 minutes or something. But we will do something like that. So, I mean, our, our aim is the same. It's just to spread the word about VR. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah, great. Perfect. So everyone in Spain who wants to get involved in that, please go to XR Sports. The link is down in the description of today's show notes. All right. And now I would like to know more about Gary. What? How was, how was your week? Um, good as always, really. I um, so the past couple of weeks, I've really been doing a lot of um, stuff with Elite Dangerous. I'm not even going to apologise about mentioning <laughs> it anymore because it's ridiculous now. But the point is, Elite Dangerous had a huge update, um, Odyssey, and the launch of this update wasn't particularly smooth and this kind of stuff. Um, and I've really been sort of diving into that and just seeing how performance is and just making notes on all these bugs and stuff like that. But I've been playing a lot of Elite Dangerous this past week in VR um, and just same old stuff, really. It's still, I, I mean, my Quest 2 is basically a, an Air Link machine now. I don't really play too much um, in the way of native VR on the Quest 2. However, I, will, I do want to quickly mention uh, Forever Bowl, VR. This is a game which uh, okay. came out last week, and I I've been playing that, and I've got to say, you know, it's in spite there's certain things okay with with, with bowling games anyway. We, we've all played probably Wii bowling and things like that on Wii Sports, and it's just an addictive thing. It's great to play multiplayer and that kind of stuff. And in VR, you always have this dream of maybe having a game like that, and this is sort of a, a great. Um, it's a great way of having that small experience within virtual reality on a Quest 2. And the game works really well. Um, another aside quickly, because I always have this thing, when, and I made a video on this as well on my channel, but I always have this thing where inside-out tracking has its limitations. And we all know the limitations. The cameras have to view the, the controllers uh, at all times. And... With bowling, with certain other sports games, golf, for example. I always yeah. think about golf. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, bow and arrows, archery types of games and things like that. But golf, I think golf works in like a putting or, or, or that kind of environment. Yes. But when you have a full swing, the controllers will be out of line of sight. And that's okay because it's, it's only out of line of sight for a very brief moment. It's the same <clears> thing in bowling. However, there's always this thing at the back of my mind that thinks – how accurate is this tracking overall? Is it really taking into account all the little nuances of my shot or is it just making an approximation? And it's look, the game isn't about that. The game is fun, it's light, and you should just take it for that as it is. But um, I always fall back on 
Sports Bar VR. I don't know if any, anybody played Sports Bar VR um, on Steam. It's, yeah, a, it's an older yes. game now. It's an old game, and it's good. It's it's pool. It's pool in VR. Now, you cannot play that with inside-out tracking. It's impossible unless you really sort of uh, force yourself to play it in an unnatural way so that the, the headset can... can I mean, sort of recognize what, the what, what you mean with inside inside out tracking? Like, like, just to point out, like, uh, you know, the Vive, the Vive Pro, that's that's yeah. inside out tracking. Yeah, too. yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Let me, let me, yeah, yeah. You, you're right, you're right. Okay, <laughs> let me let me make it clearer then. Okay, uh, with inside out tracking that doesn't have laser focused markers on the outside. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, you've got me there. <laughs> um, yeah, so only inside as well as the cameras of the, of the thing, yeah? Yeah, Rather exactly. Than yeah, yeah. So, so Quest, Quest 2, Rift S, Windows Mixed Reality, those kinds of things. It's basically if the uh, you, you can't track positionally the, the the end of a queue really that's where it comes down to and it is impossible to do that unfortunately with inside out tracking and and that's the only thing like with bowling and with golf i'm sure they're it's uh, out of line of sight for such a brief period of time that it really doesn't matter but we have you tried the pico neo three not, or two no, no, no. They, they got like it's a, it's a they're magnetics one yeah that, yeah so they 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 kind of if you put it anywhere uh, they, they, it's, it's quite good actually. Yeah, it solves heard, the problem. Cause, uh, but it's magically. no, not so accurate. It's it's pretty okay. It's a bit, like a little problem. It's not quite, yeah, it's not quite as accurate as well. And uh, like Magic Leap and things like that, I think they they use this magnetic controller um, thing as well. Um, the the only reason I'm saying this is because like with with games like that, with bowling with golf and things like that, where it's mainly sports games like archery as well, where things are out of line of sight. And look, I'm, I'm not trying to, I didn't mean to talk about this point for as long as I am actually, but the, the reason I'm, I'm saying this is because I always have this thing at the back of my mind with inside out tracking of its limitations. And that's all it is for the most part inside out tracking. I mean, in 99% of experiences inside out tracking, uh, of, of the type of Quest and Rift S and Windows Mixed Reality is fine. It's perfectly fine. Um, so that's the only thing. But I, I understand that with, with this game, it was just sort of at the back of my mind when I was playing it. And it's fine anyway. Forever Bowl is a great game. It's a fun, light game, and you don't need to worry too much about the tracking anyway. It's like, so like the, the heritage that. of the Wii. You know the the the, the console yeah. game, the, the Wii one. Yeah, I used to play a lot that one with the golf and. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and that doesn't have. It's all based on IMUs. It doesn't have any positional tracking. It's still fun, and that's the that's the takeaway with that as well, really. So. Yeah. So yeah. with the with the Forever Bowl, did you meet some friends in VR to to play bowling together? <coughs> I played. I only played uh, briefly, like single player, really. Okay. Um, on that, but it's got leaderboards, and you can. Yeah, it's great because you can see all these people next to you if you want to do it that way. Ah, You've got. Okay. This Player, so they can play I on like different it. lanes and stuff. Yeah, this is cool. I mean, it's it seems like a great game. Um, and from what I've played, um, and I got a score of 222, I think is my high score. So try and beat it. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. Somebody got 300. I mean, that's ridiculous. Wow. I don't know how they got that. Yeah, wow. Yeah, these kind of games are really nice to relax and also probably meet some friends. Like, I also played a game uh, on my quest. Uh, last week, and it's uh, Walkabout Mini Golf. H have you tried Walkabout Mini Golf? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's perfect. It's the perfect right. game yeah. to relax and to meet some friends online and simply, yeah, meet them, be in the same space together. 
Yeah, uh, not just not in a situation where you like uh, have to just talk like in a Zoom call or so. No, where you can do something relaxing together, yeah, like mini yeah. golfing. I, I mean, I, you probably talked about this earlier, but I just mentioned I like the Dimeo. The Dimeo. Yeah, yeah, like, Dimeo is also like this. Yes, Dimeo. Yeah, yeah. I think it's that was quite fun. Like, like you feel like you are in a. I, I'm a really player, like board games player, you know. Ah, so, okay. so you know, I really like so. That was the first time I had something similar feeling on, on, on VR. I mean, still need to improve, you know, because after a few matches, my neck it was hurting, like you know, and you're like, that yeah, was... I had that, yeah, you yeah. Can, you can lift the board <laughs> up, but it, it's weird when you do that. It yeah, feel... it's not the same. I did it. I did. I put it vertical for a while, and I was like, just like, <laughs> it's, a bit strange, it's not the yeah. same. It's not yeah. the same. No. Right, right, yeah. Anyways, it's uh, fantastic to to do that, to meet some friends in virtual reality and um, have a good time now in, when you can't really meet. It's cool. So walk about mini golf. I was even thinking to have some of my meetings probably in, virtu in, in walk about mini golf because sometimes it's a bit tense if you have to talk about some topic just in a Zoom call or so. I would, I'd rather talk about some interesting business deals probably while doing a mini golf game. Yeah, so try walk 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 about mini golf if you haven't done so yet out there. Uh, your week was finished already, right, Gary? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to mention uh, Elite Dangerous and Forever Bowl. Really, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So um, my week, obviously, I was just in the in the in the Vive Pro Two to understand the headset. I tried everything out, of course, obviously, and uh, yeah, then I started to make the videos, the supporting videos, and wow, I was very, very stressed <laughs> because so many people want to get this. So many people want to know, should they buy it or not, right? Because there are other great headsets out there, right? The, the Valve Index is fantastic. The question is, do, do you want to upgrade from the Valve Index to the Vive Pro 2? Is it worth it or what? So... People want to know, and people want to know before the 31st in order to save like 70 euro that HTC will grant them if they order before. And uh, actually, I, I wanted to make a video, like also like when the uh, when the embargo like ended, like I think two days ago or so, <clears throat> and I started to film, but then I found out no, it's impossible. It's you have too many things to say. I, I cannot make a video so fast, and yeah, then I just stopped it. And then I simply started to write everything down. And um, yeah, now you can read the finished, my finished review. And the link is down in the description of this video. I've been working also on that whole website, on the mrtv.co website for quite a while. It's not finished yet, but now I felt it's a perfect time to soft launch it since I have the written review now of the Vive Pro. So therefore, I'm also soft launching my new website, mrtv.co. Check it out. It's going to be a place all about XR hardware, completely focused on XR hardware reviews. You will see all my headset reviews there, VR headsets, AR headsets, but also all the accessories. So if you just got your new Quest 2 and you want to know, okay, what kind of accessories are out there, you can simply go to mrtv.co and uh, yeah, click on VR accessories, click on Quest 2, and then you will see all the different kinds of accessories. Yep, but it's not, it's not finished yet. Yeah, there's going to be much more. This is only stage one. There's going to be stage two with, with news and stuff. So 
MRTV.co, this is going to be pretty exciting. I hope so. I think so. I'm looking forward to work on that side more. Yes. And, yeah, that's, that was it. So, so, yes. so, so, you know, I have to say, yeah. you know that I personally have a lot of questions, and there is a Spanish community that they have a lot of questions of VR because, like, yeah. you know, we, we didn't have the chance to have it. I'm, I'm sure Gary also have a lot of questions for you. So do right. you have to say when it's when What's you're ready? Yeah, yeah, I will, you know? we'll get to that. We'll first um, talk about some other topics to, to heat it up a bit. It's going to keep us hanging on. We've got to wait. Yeah, right. But in, anyways, any, everyone can just click on, on the link down in the description and can read it already if you can wait for it. Yeah, so all the details are on the website and it's a very, very comprehensive review. There's everything everything you could think of, I think, is already answered in that in that review. Yep, so um, the day before, like yesterday, I I launched the review, the, the written review that was exciting. Today, I worked the whole day before I went to the beer garden. <laughs> I worked on the on the German version of that review. It's out, it's out as well now for all the Germans who are watching this right now. You can also um, read everything in German language. And... Yep, then I went to the beer garden and then I came here, put the German website online and now we now we're here. So it's super busy. I'm super happy when I, when I once I've also finished the video review of of the Vive Pro 2 and then probably I'll take some days off and go somewhere with my wife. It's better. I haven't been out of the city for too long. It's just about time to go somewhere else. I think uh, isn't it like like Spain opened the borders even for uh, for the for the Germans? <laughs> I mean, see, if I have to be honest with you, yeah, um, you don't want us. <laughs> no, I I don't no I don't have a TV. I don't I, I don't have a TV for like I mean like fifteen years or something like that. I I I, have, I mean I have a, a the machine, yeah. but it's not connected to the TV okay. cycle. So okay. I've got movies and series and stuff, yeah. but I, I don't I don't have um so. I'm not really aware because it's changing all the time. Like now it's open, now it's no. Like, like now you you can go, but yeah, you have I to know, stay. I know, I know. Yeah, I know what you mean. So, to be honest, I don't know. I think it is open because one of the biggest incomes of Spain is uh, tourism. Yeah, I know. So I mean, right. I think they they are maybe closing to, for, for some people, and um, maybe you know I don't know if UK they got some things like that because of the Indian thing. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. uh, if, if you can't now, I think you can, but in, yeah. in the case you can't, you you will be able soon. So yeah, you're going to start so. planning. Okay, good. Yeah, I need to go to Madrid. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I think also in the UK, right, you also love to go to Mallorca. <laughs> like like, like the, 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 exactly, Germans, yeah. the Germans and, the, and uh, the UK people love to go to Mallorca. Like, which is, uh, like, Mallorca is not the Spanish, it's German. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were going to, to Menorca, uh, this year, and we had to postpone it. To, well, we were supposed to go last year. We postponed it to this year. Now we're going next year because of all <laughs> no. this. Yeah, so, okay. We'll, we'll get there eventually. Can't wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But Menorca is also full of Germans. <laughs> you you can't escape yeah, yeah, us. Yeah. We can't. No, no. You're always around. <laughs> yeah. Still oh, look, look there's, there's a guy, Juan Fravanero, in, in the chat. Is, is saying that is mostly all, all, uh, all towns are, are open. Okay. There is no, there is not a state of alarm anymore. Okay, yeah. You know, so thank you, Juanfra. Yeah. Okay, good, perfect. And yeah, need to get out 
and uh, have yep. some vacation soon. Yeah, cool, cool. So these were our intros, and now let's get to the topics. Honestly speaking, I had no time to prepare any topics, but I think this was a very slow news week. Right? There was not many things going on in terms of um, of news. So basically, before the show, we 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 found one topic that we would like to talk about. At least, yeah, um, Gary and me have some. Um, experiences with the technology and we would like to share our thoughts and that topic is my one of my favorite topics as you know it's XR cloud streaming which means streaming our VR content our Steam VR content from the cloud to our devices like to our Quest 2 so I had told you already that I have a okay, connection now. on Scott okay okay now can you hear me Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can, I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think now, yeah, now we're back. Okay. Now we're back. We had uh, a short problem here. Well, today with camera stops working and the connection stops. Anyways. Yeah. So also, Gary also has a Plutosphere account now. So Gary, tell us uh, about your experiences with Plutosphere. Yeah, so um, I've been interested in this technology anyway for quite a while. I've always wanted to give this a try because whenever you say something like this, um, like how you have these these cloud streaming services, on the one hand, you've got flat gaming cloud streaming services. You've got Stadia and uh, you know Xbox cloud gaming and those kinds of things. And anybody that's tried those will say that, For the most part, they're fine, but you will notice some kind of latency with those in certain games, especially, of course, fa fast-paced games and things like that. So I was always of the opinion, like, how well can it work for VR where everybody is so, um, you know, they're, they're really susceptible to noticing any kind of latency whatsoever. How well can it work? And you sort of get on board with this. I, at least I did in terms of, like, using virtual desktop to stream PC VR, my local PC VR to my Quest, and then Airlink, of course, is as well that I've tried. Now, when I tried Plutosphere, I was absolutely, um, I mean, it, it's pretty incredible in terms of how close it is in terms of latency to just streaming Airlink or virtual desktop locally from your PC. There is almost no difference in terms of latency yeah. that I could see between those two methods. Now, When I first went in, I did feel like there was a little bit of a downgrade in overall image quality. I will say that the the image quality wasn't quite as good. Um, and then Sebastian recommended, you know, installing virtual desktop on this remote PC, this Plutosphere AWS PC, which is located about 100 miles away from me, um, installing virtual desktop and using that to stream uh, to my Quest 2. And I did that and the image quality was better. And another thing which has made a big difference, actually, is don't underestimate the power of having a dedicated router mm -hmm. to your for this exact purpose. So I picked one up. It was the one that Guy Godin actually recommends. It's the uh -huh. Asus AX55, I think it was. Um, or he recommended it at one time anyway. And it's absolutely fantastic. If you, you can use that and just dedicate it entirely for quest 2 usage then um it, it's fantastic i mean there is 
both in terms of latency, image quality, but also just these these tiny micro stutters and things that you might have got before with a router which is pinging all of these other devices around your home every now and again. You don't get any of that stuff. It's it's smooth and it's fantastic. So I do encourage people that are having having problems and have the inclination to pursue this route to, to get a dedicated router. Which, which games did you play? Okay, so uh, I tried quite a few. Um, one of the ones I wanted to try um, in terms of latency would be something like 11 table tennis. Okay, 11 table tennis is very dependent on latency. And I've tried that using Airlink and virtual desktop. And there's latency. Okay, with Pluto Sphere, there is latency. There's no denying that, you, that there is latency in that. But it's playable. And I guess the takeaway after playing with this stuff for a while is that it's ahead of where I expected it to be. Now, it's not perfect yet. I, I wouldn't never say that Pluto Sphere is perfect in terms of image quality and latency, but it's it's playable at the moment and ahead of where I ever expected it to be. And, uh, and what about the games? Did, did the do they have already the games or you can you can play anything you want you 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 link your steam account so you just link your steam okay, account okay. on their remote pcs then you've got of course your your steam library um but sebastian let me ask you i mean yeah. you, you've tried this too so you've i mean in terms of where it is now this is the thing for me it's ahead of where i expected it to be which is encouraging for me going forward i don't think it's for everybody yet i You're will right. say that it's not perfect, but it's, I mean, it's way ahead of where I thought. Yeah, that's that's the point. Like, you know how I was always excited about it without even trying it. I thought like, okay, this must be possible because before, just like you, I've been playing like two 2D games like Stadia at home. And I was surprised how well that works, 2D gaming. I thought that was a big thing. But then trying Plutosphere and really finding out that right now, right now, in this moment, it can work as good as Airlink and Virtual Desktop. I was completely blown away. And at that moment, I knew, okay, this is not like two or three years away or like three or four years away. No, it's much closer. It's more like one or two years that this is going to happen. And um, that's, that's, that makes me excited that, that, that actually... There is going to be some kind of um, competitor waiting for for something like the Quest Store. That, that PC VR is not dead. That just we we are going to play our PC VR games, but it's going to happen like wirelessly from the cloud, no matter where we are. Right? Soon everybody's going to have like a 5G connection. Then probably we are going to have like the, the Quest 2 still or the Quest 2 Pro or the Focus 3 Lite, if that ever is going to be a thing. And then we can simply play all of our Steam VR games or probably something like Viveport Infinity, some, some kind of subscription mm. model. I think that would work very well, some kind of subscription model. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And here's the thing as well. So you talk about latency and this kind of stuff. So supposing you are using a seated experience, for example, I'll go back, you know, uh, Elite Dangerous, for example, or Microsoft Flight Simulator, where you're sitting down with a, with a HOTAS. The yeah. rotational head movement, there's no latency there at all because <laughs> the software deals with yeah, that right. behind the scenes anyway. So you don't need to worry about any kind of latency in terms of your your head movement being updated. The only place where you will notice latency to any degree, in my experience with using it, and it's the same with Airlink and Virtual Desktop, is with motion controllers in your hands. That's when you'll, you'll mainly notice the latency. Um, so 
for example, like I mentioned, 11 table tennis VR is a specific example where it needs that, that pinpoint accuracy right, and right. lack of latency. And that is a game where you will notice it. In something like I played uh, the gallery part of the Emberstone, and that was there's barely any more net latency if any than airlink or virtual desktop of course there's a little there's more than you would get than with a wired headset yeah, to your course. pc of course but anybody that is tried airlink or virtual desktop can get a very close approximation of what you're going to get with pluto sphere as well exactly now paul in the chat asked so they have your steam account info actually no paul this is how it works you get some um login details for the computer in the cloud and then you remote access that computer in the cloud and uh, that all works over your browser so you simply go to a certain website that they will give you then you log in with your login details that they gave you and then boom <laughs> you have a desktop there on in your browser and that is actually the computer in the cloud and on on that computer already steam vr is pre-installed everything is pre-installed You go, you uh, simply open Steam. On that computer, you log in with your Steam account, of course, with your, with your details. And then the next thing that you have to do on your, on your quest, you open that um, Plutosphere client. And then you're directly in Steam, in Steam VR Home. And I think that is pretty seamless. That is pretty cool. And I'm simply and surprised how, good, how well it worked. Yeah, and the difference between this and Shadow... So, sorry, Carlos, oh, just sorry. very quickly. Um, the, the, just, the difference between this and Shadow PC, for example, is that this is a dedicated <coughs> VR. It's set up to use virtual reality for this specific uh, reason. So the PC is configured with Steam VR and this kind of stuff. It's a little bit more easy to, to set up. <coughs> No, yeah. just, just a quick question. It's like, do you, do you actually need a, a PC to, 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 to set everything up? No. No, how do you connect to the you, through? <laughs> so, so, so yeah, you, yes. if you've got a browser on your on your phone, you could do it through through the browser on your okay, phone. Okay, you, really, you can so. do it. You have to do it. Okay, you need a phone. But basically, but, but I mean, what, need... what I've done, I've got a tab in my Quest now. So, right. because in order to boot up the remote PC, you have to go into like a a browser in order to do it. Your Quest 2 can do that anyway. It's a link. Yeah. <laughs> So you just go in, turn on your PC, and then start the client, and you're so in. You just need, need a browser, right? Yeah, effectively. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't need anything else. As far as I, I'm just trying to think. Do you need anything? I don't think you do. No. <laughs> you do. Yeah. Before I also thought, like, yeah, how does it work? But no, you just need to connect your Quest to the internet, and it's already connected to the internet, obviously. And through that internet connection, it will connect to that uh, remote server. Okay. And it will get all the data from there. It's it's magic. It is really. It really feels like magic. So, Carlos, uh, just just quickly for you, you I, I presume you've tried Airlink and virtual desktop. Anyway, uh, just just wireless streaming PC yeah. stuff. Does this? Because before I tried this, okay, I, I was speaking, I think we were talking on a podcast, actually, Sebastian, about this before. And yeah. I was always of the opinion, always a little bit more reserved in this could be within the next three, four years. Okay, I, I never really believed it until I tried it. And again, although it's not there today, I can see within two years is getting to that point, perhaps. Does this interest you, Carlos? Like, like do, you, do you think we can get there If I mean, not. no. I mean, we we will we we will get there for sure, 100. percent I mean, we will. I mean, I I um 
I actually say that that I'm um, the the mobile phone is going to disappear, you know, yeah. at, at some point. And the, the reason is because there are two main things here that we use. One is the the processor, the the um, the, the power of the of the the microchip and the microprocessor and stuff. Yeah. And the other one is the interface. So now it's coming AR. Okay, so with AR. What we, we have in here is the interface. Mm -hmm. So the first step will be probably, we will have this in the pocket, you know, but then with the 5G, uh, the, the, the connection, it will be like, like you said, with Pluto Spear. So you, you'll have the outside. So we don't need, we will need this. We will have the interface and the headset and, and the, the glasses, and we will be connected to a, um, a remote computer and we just have everything on the cloud. So no, I right. definitely think that this is this is the way it goes. Not sure if it's going to be five years or maybe ten years, but but yeah, but yeah for AI, definitely yes, we yes. Will get there. <laughs> it will take I, I, yeah, I'm I'm with you with AI as well. I think that's much further away in terms of like getting the. It's I mean, there's so many things with that. You have got the display technology, then you've got the the AI that will understand the world around you in the contextual understanding of the world and all, all this kind of stuff. I, I I was I was actually more see I, I don't know if anybody knows this guy Carl Gutag. He, he's like a very he, he's a display expert basically and he's he was constantly criticizing magic leap uh mm. up to the launch of uh magic leap one saying that basically they can't have the technology isn't there today to do what they they say they can do and he, and he was proven right and <laughs> the thing is when he talks about ar now he sort of makes me a little bit more skeptical about that future in some ways because he says that what we all want from AR simply isn't isn't possible in terms of the, like the laws of physics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like this uh, um, uh, Facebook also uh, mentioned that they, they, you know they have a new uh, glasses they're coming out this year, uh, and they said that they they are not going to be AR yet oh, because no. they, they said they are not ready. It's just because the how do you say in English mini mini tourist issue like like the the um, the mini mini oh fuck, i don't know how to say in english mini, mini, uh, uh, what the mini oled the... like like yeah like like doing things small very very small like they they don't have uh, still the technology to do the things enough small to fit in the glasses they want right yeah you yeah, know yeah, so it will yeah. be like clever mini glasses the... kind of but it won't be ar the, the ar that we dream of uh, yeah you know. Well, this is something that I've mentioned as well on, on a couple of forums where I was I was looking at this, looking at all of this information, because I'm no expert on this stuff, but I, I, I do read a lot of stuff about people that are experts on this stuff. And what, what they point to is that this what these AR glasses are still many, many years away, no matter what how we want to, to, to portray it, what we really want from these true AR glasses, they are many years away. And I think that that is the first step. We will get these glasses, which will have notification-based uh overlays and stuff like that and like uh Sebastian's used with the Enreal glasses and things like that where you've got a perhaps a, a display for certain things another thing that people are skeptical of is that a monitor can ever be replaced through AR glasses simply because the wavelength of light can't get down to the resolution that we would need to replace a monitor at that distance all of these things, you know. Again, I'm no expert on this, so I'll. Yeah, point. I mean, it will, it will it will take time. It will take time, but um, I think that we will probably live it. Like, like we we will see. It Hope so. Yeah. At, at some point, yeah, because you know there are there are they, they try and they, they they experiment with uh, contact lenses too. Mm. Of course, they just need to do. Imagine 
like nanotechnology they need to put in there to actually make it work. But, but um, we, we will get there. And also because, you know, also like VR and AR, it will mix together at some point and, right. and it will be the same thing because um, at the end of the day, uh, VR is AR with a, with a black background. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. it, it's just like a solid background, you put it and then you are in VR and then you get it and then it's AR. So, um, and we will get that. I think we are at this in the, uh, this is just the beginning, really. Like we, we, we yeah, are so excited yeah. about it and we, we want to really know, but we, with the way we're talking, the people are watching us now, it's like, it's a small group and a lot of people, you go to your neighbor and well, what are you talking about? What, what <laughs> yeah. VR, Nobody you know? has any, any clue about this, right? But yeah. believe me, my, my family will, will back that statement up because I talk to them about this all the time. No interest, absolutely yeah. no interest. Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> but they, you, you, no, at least you have an outlet here now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they, they, it, you know, it will, we know that it will come up, but also we, we want to faster. You know, of we course. want it because we know what is, what are the possibilities and, and, and we want it now and, and it takes time, it takes time. But honestly, know? guys, I'm telling you, VR streaming is going to be sooner than later. It's going to happen quite soon. I have a feeling about it. So I want to ask you, you two, how much do you think would you be willing to pay for a computer in the cloud that could that 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 has like the power of like a thirty eighty. They could it could play all your VR games like perfectly on high settings, and it could run like something like the Vive Pro two at high at, at extreme settings, but it's in the cloud. So, how much money, like in US dollars, do you think would be reasonable to charge for this kind of service that gives you that thirty eighty PC in the cloud monthly? I, I don't think it, it should go up the, the 10 or, or 15 euros a month. Oh, man, that is cheap. <laughs> man, think about it. You, if you want to buy like a 3080, you can't do it. Let's think about it. You, 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 want, to, you want to buy the new Vive Pro 2 or in any other um, headset, which is like high, 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 high resolution, like the Reverb G2. And you have no chance to buy a 30, 3080 or 3090. Now there's suddenly a service that allows I mean, you to, to get this per month in the cloud. Yeah, but I mean, if you are uh, um, um, a particular, I don't think people will pay more than 15 euros a month. If you're a company, that's different. If you're a company, you, you could pay way more. But depending on what you're used for. Yeah, then no, for, it's just for VR. Let's say, but you as a VR enthusiast, you don't need to buy that expensive computer and you don't need to buy that 3080 that you cannot buy anyways. But now there is this service that says, okay, you have to pay. Uh, it, it, let's say, for example, you, some people in the chat, they're saying they, they will pay $100 a month, right? Okay. If, I, if to pay $100 a month, I'll just, I have, you have money to pay, to spend $100 a month on a, on a, on a cloud service. You have money. You know, you, you're working, you, you are young. So, yeah. You probably have the, the PC already, and uh, you know if it's uh, it needs to be it, to, to my opinion as to work, it needs to be down less. There's a difference here between what people will pay for this kind of service and what they have to charge for this kind of yeah. service. Yeah, you're right. This for Pluto Sphere, 
they're in a difficult situation with this because what you do with them, you are actually, this is your PC. It doesn't work in the same way as GeForce Now or Stadia necessarily. Right, right. You have this PC that is sort of rented to you. So it's a different kind of service that they are offering. If, unless they can sort of pivot and do it in a different way where you don't have to have one single PC that is dedicated to each user, which is, I mean, that is insane. I don't know how they could possibly do that anyway um, yeah. going forward. Um, so I think that there is a difference with this. Now, $100 a month, I don't think people... The thing is, if you can afford, like Carlos was saying, if you can afford $100 a month, you might as well just get a PC on like uh higher purchase you know you just yeah. you, you just pay for it over a few months and do, do it that kind of stuff and yet perhaps that's what they need to charge at least that in order to make the service profitable yeah. so they're in a difficult situation that's, that, that's exactly. because of the amount of people that that this is doing it because like you know netflix they charge in 10 euros a month uh, or 10 dollars a month which is kind of cheap and ridiculous but they got like you know how many people 100 millions uh, people watching Netflix, so you know, hundred million. That that means it's like one thousand million uh, per month they earning. So you know they have money. You know, but, so the, the thing is on the volume. How many people would pay now to yeah. have something on cloud for VR? And and if you know, they, if, if if we get to that Only point, like, you know, where um, <laughs> if, if you right. have this, like for example, you imagine to have a, um, a cloud service for a phone. Like you just have a little, you know, a very, very light phone yeah. and you want more power. And, and then you say, okay, all the apps and it goes on on on, on the on a cloud service. You know, there are so many uh, potential customers, so they could charge, you know, $10 and, and it will be worth it. But for VR, I don't think there is enough people now, apart from us, that, that want to really get into that. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah, I think it's not easy for them now to start the business. I think the, the service is great, right, Gary? It's like fantastic that it works. Just like it's yeah. not going to be, it's not going to be so easy to get that kind of uh, amount of people that would be needed. I, I think their business model they need to go to companies. What? Say again. If, if they want to survive, they would probably have to go to B two B business. Okay, could be. Yeah, we don't know yet what they're up to. They are still trying, right? Giving some people some accounts and, and then still improving the service. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. And they they get, they all get more and more people in there as well to try this stuff out. And basically, they're ramping up now. I think that that when I got in, that was the start of when they were sort sort of getting more and more users in per week to, okay. to ramp this thing up okay. and see how it was going. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see where it goes anyway. Yeah, right. That's. It's, it's still a very exciting topic for us in the future. It's going to get bigger. There are going to be more services that I'm sure of. At one point, they will come out and they will compete for that, for sure. Let's see what the big ones do. I'm sure Facebook is working on it. I'm sure others are working on it. So that will be big. And uh, yeah, cool that we at least could, could give it a try, right, Gary? So there was... It, yeah, it will mix with a, with a 5G too. Yeah, you're right. You know? Exactly. Once more people have it. Exactly. So that is an interesting topic. Yep. But now, I think now the time has come to talk about the Vive Pro 2. We are one hour in. I think everyone had waited long enough. Now. You know, it's, uh, Mio, Mio, you know, this is this guy in the chat. Yeah. He's, uh, he's the developer of the natural locomotion. You know, natural locomotion? Yeah. I, I'm not exactly sure. What is it? 
it's, a, it's an app on, on Steam VR. It's, it's just to, to uh, play ah, games. Okay. Like yes, yes, yes. yes. So he, he's okay. there. He's Spanish and he's, he's, he wants to know more about ah, okay. the HTC. Hola, so. hola, miau. ¿Qué tal? Julio. His name is Julio. Ah, Julio, Julio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me llamo Sebastián. I have to try my Spanish now. Now, now is my chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So, yeah, let's talk about the Vive Pro 2 then. Actually, I didn't really had the time to think how to structure that in a right way for this show because everything is really spontaneous. I've just finished the review. So, probably we can we can follow my review and talk about all these things like step by step. What do yeah, you think? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, that w- sounds would that good. Make we can sense? go down the list. Yeah. We can go down the li- the list and then um, yeah, talk about all the different specifics. So, now you should see my screen. So, and, and my uh, the, the title of my review is a solid upgrade for both visuals and FOV. Now, actually, I also want to write a solid upgrade for both visuals and FOV that plays it safe. And what I want to say, what I wanted to say with that is that this is a good headset, in my opinion, but it's not an exciting one. You know, it's like um, it's like that car. Let's talk. In, let's talk in terms of car. It's not that Tesla Cybertruck where you would say like, "Wow, it looks amazing!" It has these and these functions, right? It's more of that sturdy pickup truck that you've been that you know for years. Let's say the Ford F one hundred fifty, for example, is I think that's the model, the 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 base model in the U.S. that has some new facelift. So you know it, you know it can get the stuff done, and it got an update. (laughs) So basically, that is like the gist of of, uh, my review. It's good, but it's not exciting. It is a good update for lots of people. And actually, in my review, um, in the end of the review, in the conclusion of the review, in the very end, I talk about all the different kind of current headsets and if it's worth it if it's worth it to upgrade and we're going to get to that later so the gist of my review good headset great visual great visual upgrade now it is like um the the, the picture quality it plays in g2 territory and that with a wider fov than the um than the valve index so g2 g2 optics with Valve Index plus FOV. So what are your thoughts, first of all, about this general thing, about, about the device? What are your thoughts before we go into all the details? About I mean, we, we, we need to really, like, like uh, I mean, we need to try, to be honest, to, right. to think about it. I mean, my opinion is like, it's like, uh, it's, I don't know, they, they get in, it's like, there's not like, a, I know they call it Vive Pro 2, but it's it's like they they upgrade it. It's like it's like maybe one point five thing. You know what I mean? Okay, I it's like uh, <laughs> it, yeah, it's like it's like they right. got the Vive and then the Vive Pro, which it was like right. uh, one point three, and this is maybe one point five, one point seven. Like I don't think there is this big uh, right. jump, you know, between. I, I, I I'm sure hundred percent that it must be better, of course. It is better, yes. But but I don't think this is like a huge. Right. Jump, exactly. You know? I, I agree with you. You know, it's like um, it's a good update. It's a good upgrade, 
And um, yeah, it's not like like the, this huge jump. If it was a huge jump, they would have had to change so many more things because actually the headphones are still the same, right? Or like like only like the super little changes. The design is still the same. Like basically the whole the whole headset is exactly the same like before. It actually looks the same. <laughs> it, it looks exactly the same. It is exactly the same, just like, like the color is a bit different, right? How, so how many screens do they have? How many screens? Two. Screen. Inside. Two. Inside, yes, two. yeah. Inside are two. two screens. Yes, two screens inside. So there's real IPD adjustment. Basically, it's it's really it's all the same, just like they upgraded the yeah the, the screen and the lenses to allow for for this higher visual fidelity and to allow for a bigger FOV. And we're going to talk about the FOV in a moment as well, right? Because there's also quite some controversy about about that um, FOV, and uh, yeah, that's pretty interesting actually. So yeah, we're going to talk about this in a moment. Very interesting. Yeah, but so overall, exactly this uh, for all the people who don't know that device yet. Uh, yet this is the new Vive Pro 2. You can get it headset only for 799 euros and dollars until the 31st of May. You will get like a 60 dollar voucher if you pre-order it. And that is headset only, so you will still need base stations and controllers. And actually, in my opinion, this device is more meant as an upgrade for people who already have the lighthouse stations and who already have controllers, right? Do you also think so? Or do you think like HTC thought like people are going to buy the full bundle and start with this? I think they... they didn't think that at all no i think it's a headset replacement primarily for them they they didn't do anything with the uh the controllers and right. i think when you uh spoke to them that they said basically index controllers are better than than what they are able to produce at right. the moment or or exactly. have any intention to produce at the moment so that's why to me it's a headset upgrade and that's okay i don't I, that's really what i want personally i want a headset yeah. upgrade and i'm willing to keep the the lighthouse tracking as well yeah yeah that makes it's, sense it's a working with a with a um 1.0 yes Yes. Base stations, right? It works with 1.0 base stations. It works with 1.2 base stations. It works with the uh, Vive One controllers. It works with the uh, Index controllers, of course. And it's completely the Steam VR ecosystem. So I think it, it was like for me, it was the, the, the big disappointment. It was the, the controllers. Uh, yeah. I, I it, it, you know, I, this the same one is like, come on, you can you can just have a new one. So, I mean, the the one the focus one are different, right? Yeah. They yeah, could, right. They but could just use the same. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. That's an interesting point, actually. I mean, they're uh, using different tracking technology. I know, but that's an interesting point because they went through the whole process of designing these other controllers for this headset. Now, could they not just adapt these for inside out uh, the the like the lighthouse tracking system? Yeah. Or, oh, I mean, it, but, it really. But they, feels... were, but they were not so well received. <laughs> Let's say like oh, this. Were they not? Okay. <laughs> you mean? Well, the, the, Yep, those the, the, are the, the focus ones. Are the not. focus ones? Are the yeah. are you these the focus focus three ones? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's what I mean. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know what? Yeah. It does feel a bit lazy, right? It feels a bit like hmm. Okay. It's it's basically yeah yeah exactly like like uh, I mean they 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 actually the 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 the, the main they are, uh, you see them and this is like uh, old. You right. know, those 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 controllers. Yeah. Well, they're, 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 
to me, I mean, I know you can defend this point, Sebastian, so yeah, I'll, I'll let you do that in a second. <laughs> but to me, that is laziness, and they're basically passing it on to somebody else. They're saying, look, just get the index yeah. controllers there. We don't want to deal with that side of things. Right. But you know, Carlos, actually, I spoke with HTC. I had this exact same reaction like you. I thought, like, why? Why don't you give us, like, cool new controllers, right? We, we want everything new. We like new things. And then um, HTC told me that those uh, Vive One controllers, they are actually really well received by the enterprise customers, by people who buy this for business. And the reason is those Vive Ones are pretty simple to use. It's just some sticks. And it's not hard to understand for people who are completely new to VR. Right? If you give somebody who is completely new to VR those wands, they will understand what, what's going on. They have this in the hand, they point, probably what they do, they will pull the trigger, and that's it. But if you give somebody something like the Valve Index controllers, which is more for gamers and which needs more buttons and things that, that uh, can go on on that uh, controller, it is complicated for enterprise customers. So I kind of get it that for the enterprise customers, they don't come up with new controllers. Then for, um, yeah, for us, for us uh, enthusiasts, I ask, okay, so why don't you give us some new, um, some new controller for game enthusiasts. And he said like, yeah, if they, they could not really add value here because the Valve Index controllers are already so well received by gamers and they are the de facto standard for SteamVR gaming. So if they would have come up with a new controller that would uh, make everything more complicated in the ecosystem, probably they would have to come up with some new button li layout or some new buttons or what. And it would be complicated and they, they will have just the same one but but smaller or, or, <laughs> okay. or you know or, 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 or red or, or a different <laughs> all, color at least you know all they all they need to do is copy oculus touch because yeah, that's okay. what that's, that that's, would be cool. seems to become the more yeah, de facto right. even more than yes. index controllers even on pc i'd say yeah. oculus touch you're right you're right and then um well that's true that's true if if they would have done something like oculus touch like the like the the focus 3 controllers for for um yeah for lighthouse would have yeah. been great but probably this would have been like yeah too much of an expense i think and like and then like you yeah, know like, like they're it. saying that uh, julia i think is saying it's like okay if they focus this is good for enterprise why the focus three which is also aimed to enterprise they have uh, these new controllers <laughs> yeah but, but for that of course they had to make new controllers because they have a new um a tracking mechanism, right? They they now also have the the Quest infrared light tracking mechanism, and so therefore they need they needed to make new controllers. So that have you tried it? Sense. Not yet, but I will, of course. I, I bought I bought both headsets. Yeah, I spent lots of money. I bought this headset. Okay, this is now the loaner. I have to send it back to HEC, but I'll get my own one on fourth of June. And I also bought actually the um, the Focus Three. Yeah, it makes sense here for MRTV headquarters because I will also show it to uh, for 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 business for for companies, right? So for me, it makes sense to buy all that stuff. Yep. So um, yeah. So I think it makes sense. I understand them. I kind of understand them. And even though I was also disappointed by not having new controllers, I understand it. I do have Valve Index controllers. I'm happy with them, and I believe the people who would upgrade f from their 
Valve Index, they will also have Valve Index controllers. And I think enthusiasts, game enthusiasts, they already have Valve Index controllers. So I'm not too, I'm not too disappointed about that. Yeah, anyways, but yeah, well, that's, um, uh, th that was also my first feeling. Like, yeah, why no new controllers? But I think it makes sense. Yeah, anyways, um, other than that, um, everything stayed the same here with the, with the Vive 2 Pro. Really, everything the same? Um, what could we talk about? Uh, yeah, we, you well, people, people are asking me for the sweet spot. Yes, we, we yeah. going, let's, we're going to get to all the things. Let's go step by step so that we okay. don't forget anything. Um, this has IPD adjustment. The IPD adjustment goes from, I wrote it there in my review, I think 50, 57, yeah, 57 millimeters to 70.5. That's what I saw in the headset. I think, I think that HTC <coughs> even says 72. Yeah, they did, yeah. yeah I but was going to ask about that. But it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's if, probably for the, probably for the Focus 3, but I don't know. For this... It, in the headset, I only could put it to 70.5. Right. Yeah. And then what else? Yeah. They they um, advertise an FOV of 120 degrees horizontal. And we all were like uh, surprised. Is it really horizontal? Because that would mean it's bigger than the Valve Index. And also... Of course, we have LCD panels, two LCD panels with a resolution of 2.5K by 2.5K per eye. That means more resolution than the um, Reverb G2, which until now has been kind of the king of clarity. But now we have a headset that even has a higher resolution. If it's really better in clarity, we're going to tell you in today's uh, show. <laughs> or you can read it already on, in my review, but uh, we're going to talk about this for sure. Yes, so um, in my review, I, I, I talk about build quality and comfort first, and for that, really no surprises. Gary, I'm not sure, have you tried the Vive Pro 1? I've not, no, okay. no, I've not. And on this image, I was just going to ask you very yep. quickly, okay. actually, with this image that you're showing here on the build quality and comfort, you've got these headphones, right? Um, which are attached. So the headphones on the Vive Pro 2 are the ones on the right, and it looks to yes. me that they are similar to the deluxe audio strap. Right. They look exactly the, the same, right? I think Vive, I would say yeah. they are actually. I mean, this kind of it, it looks really very similar. Yeah, I thought they were the same ones that were on the original Vive Pro, um, but it looks like the original Vive Pro has different kinds of headphones oh, on there. I didn't okay. realize that. Actually. Yeah, they have. Actually, well, I have all the stuff here. I have the, <laughs> the the deluxe audio strap. Actually, they are not the same. They have a similar material, but it it is still uh, a different size. The Vive okay. Pro the Vive Pro ones are bigger. Yeah, but from the material, that is the same. And that does feel good on the ears. I preferred it over the Pro 1. Like the Pro 1, you can see it here on, on the left. That was a bit strange, in my opinion. And yeah, for the new design, it's the same material like the Deluxe Audio Strap. But the whole thing is a bit bigger than for the Deluxe Audio Strap. And it feels good on my ears. And that is all right. And then, yeah, you can like change the direction. You can make it fit your ears. That's nice. The whole, um, the whole head strap is very well built. It's very comfortable. That far I can say it's uh, very spongy, I would call it. Like you have this kind of cushions in the back 
that are like kind of thick. So if you come from the Valve Index, for example, or if you come from the Reverb G2, where you don't have this kind of thick sponginess going on, then you will probably even think like, wow, this is like too soft. Suddenly it feels like your head is in that sofa. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's very interesting. It's an interesting feeling. And yeah, but I think it's, in my opinion, it's comfortable. It's comfortable, it's balanced. And the good thing is you can also like uh, yeah, exchange those pads if you need to, if you need to renew them. So yeah, no surprises. Here's, no, there's no surprises. Is, 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 the, is the one, is the Vive Pro one? It's just like, it's, it's, it looks it's the like- same. The, the, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. this is the thing. See, you look at it, there's no surprises because you know what it's going to feel like because right. it's exactly the same form factor. And, and right. that's the issue. I, I think okay. to me, I, again, I, I'm okay with it. I love my original Vive. Yeah. But to me, this feels like, am I, what? I want something that feels sleeker. It feels like a progression mm -hmm. in terms of how, where, in the direction that they're going. This doesn't look like a, a progression. Right. I don't think it will feel like a progression as well. Right, uh, but but how about if if people were like happy with the uh, with the how it feels? Like, if it's like okay. like this true true and tested formula for for the yeah. for the comfort. That's fair enough. That's <laughs> fair enough because it's hard wearing. I will say it's hard wearing. When I had my original vibe, it's yeah. a hard wearing device. It's great for what it was then. Yeah. But I I would say to them that. Don't you want to feel like you are getting a new headset, which is progressing Agreed. in the direction Agreed. of smaller form factor, lighter, com more yes. comfortable and less friction in order to get in and out of. And right. to me, this is what we're seeing. This form factor is what we're seeing in 2016. And it's a disappointment to me. Now, yeah. I'm not saying it's it's necessarily all bad because it, it's like you say, it's a tried and tested yeah, it's comfortable. formula. It's yeah. comfortable. It's balanced. So it was comfortable in 2017. It came out. And it's also still comfortable in 2021. But I agree with you. It feels like you're getting that old used car. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's a bit renewed, like 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 what I mentioned, like this old pickup, which is tr um, tr it works. You know, it will get the job done. Probably it's got a new motor, and you know it can drive very well, and you're going to be happy. But you you miss that kind of like wow, yeah, I got something new. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. Even right? yeah, it's the same. It's like it's just, that's the feeling like I missed. Yeah. You know. I got Maybe it. with Focus Three could be. Focus Three. I think Focus Three. Yes. With Focus Three, I probably am going to get that feeling. It, it looks beautiful. It's like more this kind of desirable thing. It's more like. But they they could call it something else. You know. Yeah. They yeah right. The it, name is not I, the name. I agree. Yeah. Focus to me is is not. You know, <laughs> the Focus One and Two they were uh, crap. Sorry. Yeah. So. <laughs> So, even uh, even know, for me to me is like okay I have to try but um, you're right I hope they get it better with this particular point where I don't want to stay on it I'm just just to wrap my thoughts up on this right with this particular point even for enterprise I would say that for this to last two years in enterprise there are going to be people that are going to be picking up lighter and I'm focusing on the enterprise angle here because it's not necessarily all enterprise but I'm just saying that with this headset people using it for that enterprise aspect where you know you want a hardware in headset and this kind of stuff right. people are going to be thinking who barely who are just coming into vr and looking at this and thinking this is still a brick on my face and i was seeing things like this <laughs> five years ago and right. it, it, i just feel like in a couple like a year's time this is going to look and feel too like 
from years ago. That's just how I feel, honestly. Yeah, you, um, I, I think you're right, Gary. I have the same feeling. And you know what? I actually don't think that so many um, enterprises are going to pick this one up. I think the enterprises are going to go for the Focus 3. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, because it's not... It's, it's, that's the same like with Cosmos. When Cosmos arrived, it's like they just doing it late. Yeah. You know, they just late. They they you right. know, they have you know, I don't know. It uh, yeah, I agree. So this device, let's um like put it into one sentence, it does not have sex appeal. No. <laughs> could I could I say it like this? It's like yeah, it's it's like a sturdy it's like a sturdy workhorse, <laughs> if I can say it like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Something I, like this, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. same, yeah. Right, right, the feeling, right? That's also the feeling that I got. But anyways, anyways, it, it, it works, you know? It's like, a, it's like a sturdy, solid thing that we know how it works, and now it works even better because of the updates. And now I think we can, we can talk about the updates. So let's have a look. What's the next topic? Here. Right, the visuals. So if you go to my website, you can uh, have a look at Half-Life Alyx, through the lens of this device in 4K. I'm not going to stream it now because you're not going to see how it looks, but I can tell you it looks fantastic. So those 2.5K by 2.5K screens, this resolution, it absolutely makes a difference. So what do I mean by it makes a difference? I mean that these LCD panels are fantastic. You don't see any kind of screen door effect anymore. So if you are now in the Valve Index, for example, or if you are even in the Quest 2, or if you are in any other headset than probably the Reverb G2 or the Pimax 8KX, you can still see this, the screen door effects if you just have a closer look. But that is now completely gone. And that is fantastic. That, that's really fun. Then also, the colors, the colors of this device look absolutely beautiful. The colors are probably the best colors in any LCD headset, in any, for any LCD panel that I've seen in a VR headset. And that even includes the Reverb G2. So the Reverb G2 already has this very good colors, this very like punchy and, and intensive colors, but this one has even more contrast. So what you, I, you think? No, I know. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I know. I, I feel, I, I feel, I see, I, mean, I, I see. Mean, it's not at some point there is something um, subjective. No? Yeah, of I course, like, of absolutely. I'm, I'm talking here about my, uh, my, yeah, uh, yeah. my feelings about uh, my, uh, my impressions. Right? It's not like um, something. But, but, so if you say this, like uh, that's that's quite impressive in in, in a way of you know. Yeah. If you can compete with this uh, this range of of the color of the G two, yes, it can. It can. It can absolutely. It can absolutely um, compete against uh, the G two. And in, if you do A B comparison, so obviously I did A B comparison with the headsets. It's like wow. It's like it looks so much better than the than the colors of, for example, uh, the Valve Index. The Valve Index is not bad. It's very the Valve Index is very bright, right? You can set the, the brightness quite high. But if, if you do the A-B comparison, like in terms of colors, you will be impressed. And because the contrast is so high, you also get these really good blacks. Not OLED blacks, and that's also what I write in my review, but 
you get really, really good blacks for, for an LCD panel. And LCD panels have gotten better and better over the last years. So it's not so bad anymore as compared to OLED. OLED, of course, there's no question, it still wins. And I want OLED technology back in some form for VR. They would be fantastic. But actually, I can also live with, with LCD if the colors are so great. How the blacks? Yeah, good. They are really good. They are they are better than in the Reverb G2, and in the Reverb G2, they were already good, really good. So, for LC for an LCD panel, these are the best blacks. For an LCD panel, these are the best blacks that I've seen so far. <coughs> so, the yeah, right. So, um, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's the, really the, good. the the other thing with this that was interesting in your review. I don't know if it's in this section or if you want to save it for later on, okay. but it was something. It was just to do with the in terms of the resolution and right. What you are able to push? Oh yeah, through, that's good. That's a good question. Yeah, th yes, thirty eighty and a, and a ten inch Ti. Because right, one of the things that I hear a lot when I look on forums, Reddit, for example, and they talk about this, and they say they say, you know, what's the point in bringing out this high resolution right. headset when a PC can't even push those resolutions right, at the minute? Right. And the important thing that they're missing, I don't think they're completely wrong, of course, but I, I think the important point that they're missing is even if you run it at lower resolutions, you are getting less screen door effect and exactly, that yeah. in its own is a big deal um, and can make the overall like the, the image just look better even if you're running at the same resolution do you know right. what i mean i totally i totally understand that uh, i totally agree with that and i was surprised like how well it ran on my 1080 ti um, pc but that's actually really something that i want to keep for the performance part yeah that's fine yeah. right <laughs> okay. yeah because this, this is actually like a really interesting topic about performance like how does it like actually like work on on these headsets so um yeah for the panels they look great they are absolutely fantastic and HTC really knows how to do LCD panels actually the panels of the Vive Cosmos they were already not so bad they were also really good also with the colors and also at that time I thought like okay cool they really know how to make good LCD panels so these are even better and they are higher resolution than Cosmos and higher resolution than G2 and that is pretty cool yeah so um, yeah, do you have any questions about the panels and about the picture quality of those panels, Carlos or um, or Gary? I'm just I'm just saying if anyone has like uh, I've got a, a lot of questions people are asking here. Um, I mean, what about glare? Oh yes, oh yeah, that that's a good question. That would would come with the lenses. We we can come yeah, to okay. that. Uh, Should we yeah. now, now or later? Because now, well, yeah. If you want to keep going down this list, because I've got, I've got a couple, of, well, quite a few questions about field of view from people okay. as well, okay. uh, just in the chat. So yeah, yeah. We, we you can... know, you know what? Let's go to field of view now. I think for the panel, I think there's no question. It's just a good panel, good colors, good resolution, and how the picture actually actually feels to you. The overall visuals. We can compare that once we talked about the lenses as well, because that plays into that, right? You also need to need to talk about the lens quality when you want to know about the overall image quality that you will get. So, yeah, let's let's talk oh, about. So it's a truly 5K. People are asking too. Yes. Yeah. What what, what means truly 5K? You have two. You have two displays, and each display has a res resolution of 2.5 by 2.5K. Yeah. 
So yeah, then you can call it like 5K perhaps. But uh, yeah, 2.5 by 2.5K per eye. Two displays, two LCD. Compared with the Pimax? Pimax? Yeah, yeah, it depends. They have many different Pimax headsets, right? The, like there's with the, with the five plus, the five plus. Yeah, five plus. It doesn't have this high resolution, no. But the eight KX, it does have that high resolution. However, they have a bigger FOV, so for the pixel per per degree, that is probably um, comparable with the eight KX. So the only headsets that could actually compare in terms of pixel per degree are the Pimax 8KX and the Reverb G2. Right. Okay. But now, yeah, let's talk about the FOV, I think. Right? I think that this yep. FOV is, this is really, really interesting. That is... It's a good question. That is, a good question. That is so, so interesting. So let me tell you my first encounters... Yeah, with the Vive Pro 2. So I was kind of excited about it because I also like big FOVs, right? Who doesn't like big FOVs? We kind of all like big FOVs. And the only company who was pushing big FOVs was Pimax before. No other company really did it. Yeah, probably also Xtal and, and um, like this. But for consumers, no one really did it. So when HTC said, hey, you know what? Our new headset it can do 120 degrees i thought like okay cool great but that they probably mean diagonal but then the hcc president mr elvin wangrelin he tweeted no it's horizontal and then it got me really excited because 120 degrees horizontal that really means something like the quest for example it has probably like 90 degrees horizontal and um, the Valve Index, it has around like 108 degrees horizontal in my when I when I measured it with uh, the, the Spanish test tool actually, yeah, yeah. So so then 120 that mean that that sounded like bigger, right? So I was hopeful, and then I got it. I was excited about it. I put it on, and my first reaction was like. Are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? It, it, it felt like it felt like smaller. It felt like something is wrong here. It's like like my perception was this is like super small FOV. That that was my feeling because I'm used to Valve Index, for example, or I also use the G2 modded right, like the modded G2, the Frankenwolf uh, G2, where I'm very close to it, and. The thing is, I, it, I felt something is wrong <laughs> because suddenly I felt like here, you know, the, the vertical FOV, it felt like suddenly it felt so small. It felt, it felt small. That is just what I can tell you. That was my, my first perception of what I saw. I saw like... Did, did, you, did you measure it? Yes, yes. I'm going, going to get to that in a moment. I felt like I'm looking through some kind of... Um, mailbox slot you know is it mailbox slot where you put the mailbox in or something like this yeah. i felt i felt like this that was that was my very first initial feeling and i'm pretty sure i'm very sure that lots of people will have the same feeling especially us enthusiasts who are already used to vr headsets the thing is all of us have been looking through vr headsets that have the same ratio where the horizontal fov is pretty much on par with the vertical FOV, 
right? So, so basically the ratio was like we are looking through a four by four or like one by one or like four by three TV. You know, these old television sets, which have this four by three ratio. That's what, we, that's what we've been looking through our whole lives. I mean, before. Yeah, and then suddenly somebody tells you, okay, now you have to look at the six, 16 by nine screen. And the first feeling is unfamiliarity. Can I say this? Unfamiliarity or so? Yeah. And it feels like you, you don't think that you're winning something horizontally. You just feel you're losing something because you are simply used to this four by three format. And now suddenly it's uh, even actually, even if this four by three format becomes now 16 to nine and the vertical height didn't change is the same it just like grew, you will feel you have less <laughs> because it's strange. It's just like you're used to four by three and now you feel like you lost something, but actually you gained something. So that was my first feeling. My first feeling was, are you kidding me? That's smaller. That was my very first reaction, my initial reaction. And then I measured it. I measured it in the toolbox and okay, then I thought, okay, actually really horizontally, yes. 114 degrees that is actually really more than what I get with the Valve Index. But vertically, it was 90 degrees what I measured. And that is the same like, for example, the Reverb G2, but 10 degrees less than the Valve Index. So actually, really, you really have, you really see less. Vertical. You can ask. You can ask questions all the time. Just very quickly on that point, yeah. actually, Sebastian, because somebody did ask a question, okay. uh, base pilot earlier. Yeah. I'm just trying to look at the numbers here that you've got in your review because he yeah, says right. you mentioned smaller field of view numbers when using the VR cover faceplate than with the standard one. Um, I was just trying to pin that yeah. down. Now, now standard. The first. I, I, I never. What I'm talking about right now was the standard facepad that, that what, comes what? with it. I think on the review, because it says 117.25 degrees horizontal. Now, that, is, that, is the, that, is the, that is the measurement from another tool where you find out what is being rendered. Oh, right. Okay, got you. Yeah, right. that, that would be the confusion there. That right. makes sense. Yeah, so it's not what you see. It's what no, no, is being, it's what is being yeah, rendered. Got it. Yeah. Right. Okay, and then, yeah, and then with fine. the other tool, you see what you actually see. So what is being yeah. rendered, that could be the maximum FOV that you could see. If it was perfect, yeah. right? But actually, yeah. you will see less because your eyes are probably further away than normal or whatever. That yeah, makes it, sense. Yeah, you're right. So, actually, then um, I measured it, and um, yeah, I found it really has more horizontal FOV, but the vertical is like 90 degrees. So something that we used to from the Reverb G2 or from from the Quest and all these headsets, right? Okay, so I knew already. Actually, okay, I'm actually not losing so much vertically compared to the index. Yes, but to others, no. And I'm 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 gaining I'm gaining um, yeah horizontal FOV. So first moment, first hours, definitely oh oh oh. <laughs> but then on the second day, I already got used to it. So what I'm what I'm saying here, I'm sure I'm sure lots of people will have this first impression. Oh, something is up here <laughs> with the FOV. But I'm telling you, give this a chance. Like now we are all used to sixteen by nine. Right? And now it's totally strange if somebody shows us like a 4x3 screen. And it's the same here. So it's uh, like it's something that you need to get used to. And I also asked HTC, I asked them, hey, what's the thing? What's the matter here with this strange 16x9? We are not used to that. 
and they told me that actually for the human eyes, we also have a horizontal bias. We also see more horizontally than we see vertically. And also that's the reason why our screens are 16 by 9. That's why our... I, yeah, yeah I, I think the this could be a, an issue for people coming from the index because in yes. my experience, coming yes. from the index, right. I can't even see the top. Okay, right. it's right. it's completely immersive in terms of the vertical field of view for me in the index. Now coming so. from that to this, and even to like the Quest Two, I can make the comparison with the Quest Two. Going back to that, where you can see the vertical thing, I think that can be a big deal. Even if you're gaining this extra horizontal with a, yeah. you know, as you say, the bias. <laughs> right. That we have yeah, the absolutely. horizontal. Absolutely, I, I agree. I mean, and this is also obviously to get uh, very technical and and and, and picky. You know, what's the difference? But like, it, I, I also like to measure that, like the um, the user experience, like right. because once you get into the game, you you don't really worry about the the the, the FOV or you don't you are not thinking, oh, this is why they just fell it. So, I, I guess this is is if you play with a headset, you know, you you you're right. You you just you know once you measure, once you're there, once you are inside, once you get used to it, the the feeling is good. Right? Yeah, it is. You you get used to it. Like like I said, like on the second day, I didn't think anymore about it, because it's really like we humans we we like to be used to something. Like we we we're used to this, and then if something changes, we are unhappy. <laughs> That's just how our human nature is like. We are used to things, and then we're happy with it. And then if something changes, even sometimes for the better, yeah, the first moments they will be strange. So, um, yeah, on the second day was already no problem. And then on the third day, for sure, no problem anymore. However, you know, what's a bit sad? It's not that feeling when you first put it on like, oh, yeah, wow, that's what I've been waiting for. This feeling you don't get at all in the beginning. But then I found out the following. So one thing what is beautiful with the Valve Index is that eye relief because you can change the... You can change the distance from the lenses to your eyes, and you can do this here as well. But for the Valve Index, you can like make the lenses like touch your eyes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you can like you can like you can dial it in so that your your eyes are lying on the lenses. You can so max out that FOV, and therefore, exactly like Gary said, you don't even see a, ver a vertical FOV anymore. It's like amazing, right? And you cannot do that here with the Vive Pro, with the Vive Pro 2. And then I saw like, wait, wait, there is so much space. There's so much space wasted, right? So even in the closest position, I could still wear my glasses in that thing. So it's so not like, hey, there's something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started to do the mod again, right? So I exchanged the normal, the normal cover, the normal cover, uh, the normal face pad that is, let me check, uh, the normal face pad that is in there. And yeah, I, I simply put, I simply put here this VR cover on it, which is like very, very thin. And I gained so much FOV. It was like such a big difference. It was such a huge difference. So. In these kind of optics, a few centimeters make such a huge, huge difference, right? It makes such a huge difference. So people whose eyes are deeper in the eye sockets, 
<laughs> like some reviewers have 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 seen like just we're so yeah, un yeah, yeah. we're so unhappy about about the FOV. Yeah, I can understand them because if your eyes are further away from it, then the FOV will get small. So that is that is truly truly amazing how a few centimeters can change the FOV and can make it even better or even worse. Like I, I'm actually the one who, who likes to have closer the, the, yeah, the screen. Yeah me, yeah, me too. I'm also lucky that my eyes obviously are not so so super deep in my eye sockets like a zombie or so. So I'm really happy uh, about uh, this. My eyes are, are a little bit. I, I've got this uh, wider and some of the headsets yeah. sometimes just, it hits me here and it's, it's like that kind of... Yeah, uncool. I don't know. I don't know. I've never thought about this. <laughs> I need to look in the mirror and see. Yeah. Yeah, but if you yeah. didn't have problems with the headsets, I don't think that you yeah. have like these zombie eye sockets. I think that is, um, yeah. The IPD is like, so the yeah, yeah. inside, right? The kind right. of. <laughs> right. Can I just ask another quick question? Yeah, of course. And yeah, um, so Planet VR uh, from the chat, they said, um, so presumably what, what he's referencing here is the, the Pimax 8KX has a the, the three settings of field of view on that headset. Right, it's, right. It goes down to 120 degrees. And right. this headset, the Vive Pro 2, is supposedly 120 degrees as well. Right. Whether, you know, depending on your measurement of it personally, of course. But yeah. would you say that in your experience, this headset sort of matches the small setting on the Pimax or? No. I think the no. small setting is 120. I think the small setting is 120 um, horizontal. Yeah. For it and um, actually, like when you see how much is actually being rendered, the super maximum FOV that you could, in the best case, somehow get out of it is like 117. So it's very okay. close. It's actually very close to the 120. So I wouldn't. I would say that um, actually HTC is okay to say they are doing 120 because other people's other companies have said like they are doing so and so much FOV and uh, yeah, they're also like a, like a few degrees off that. So yeah. 120 horizontal is actually kind of accurate. So yeah. So I just wanted to con continue with that. Um, yeah. Put in that that uh, thinner pad. And then you can see here are the lenses. Yes, so you're getting very close now. So it's very easy to mod this. For the G2, probably you needed another face gasket. You had to print, 3D print something or whatever. But here, no. You simply take your um, VR cover or whatever you have, and the Velcro is already there. Yeah, so you simply get this thinner face cover. You get your eyes closer to the lens. And then suddenly, if this is the mailbox, Suddenly your eyes are here and then you simply see everything and then and then when I when I understood this Then I had that wow mo moment then I had that okay cool that works That is pretty cool actually and this wow moment is what I had been hoping for when I first put it on But I didn't know right that I would have to do that. So mm. that is that is really like a good um, piece of advice that I can give everyone who is getting the Vive Pro 2 um, get a get, get a thinner um, VR cover or whatever um, company you, you buy it from and it will make a huge difference I think even Vive has like um, thinner ones but uh, yeah just get a, like a thin one and um, you will be very happy with that FOV because then in that moment I, I re-measured it I measured the FOV again with it with that slim padding and then I got to 116 <laughs> horizontal which is really good as compared to the 108 of the valve index 
and um, <laughs> vertically, I got to 96, which is mm -hmm. also more now than the G2, and also like getting close to the 100 that I get with the Valve Index normally. So then I didn't even feel any more at all like having that 16 by 9 mailbox slot at all. Mm. I, was just, I was just having like a, a great time. So I, everyone <laughs> who's going to get it, get that um, thinner face padding. It makes a huge difference. Would you say, um, you know, you mentioned the Vive, uh, the, the Valve Index, how you can bring the lenses close to your eyes. With the uh, Cosmonaut asks if with this, uh, the thinner face pad, would you say that your eyes are as yes. close to the lenses as the valve index? Yes. Yeah. I can, okay. I can like um, touch the lenses with my eyelashes. That's what we want to do. So, and you can do it. <laughs> yeah. So if you, yeah, if you knew how, how well you could mod <laughs> the original Vive and how good the FOV could get with that one by getting closer to the lenses, yes, you can also do that here with the sturdy old Vive Pro 2, which is completely new. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you can, exactly. Get, get one, like um, the one that I'm using here is the um, VR Cover uh, XG Cool foam pad. I've also linked it. Uh, is it. Is it the same like, like the, the, the Pro one, right? Uh, what do you mean? The, the, the cover, you can use the same covers as the other. Yeah, yeah, you can use the VR covers or whatever covers you have. But, but I mean the same one, like the, the, the Vive Pro one. Yeah, of course, exactly. You can use the same one. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually using a cover for the Oculus Quest 2. It also works. So it seems oh, like, really? yeah, okay. well, because uh, yeah, the faces are normally all the same, no matter what kind of headset you use. So yeah, that works well. So uh, my advice, absolutely get that thinner face padding and uh, yeah, it will make a big difference. And then you can actually really enjoy the bigger FOV. And yes, the FOV is bigger. And it, it's fun. It's great. It's just what we wanted. We have like now like a G2-like visuals and uh, a bigger FOV and, and lighthouse tracking. Actually, I think that's cool. Yeah, do you have any more questions for the, um, for the FOV in the chat uh, perhaps? Or you, or you guys? Oh, it's just, uh, I think that's the ones I made note of uh, regarding FOV. I've got a few others for <coughs> other stuff, but uh, yeah, I think that's it for me. Okay. Yeah. Is so there anything let's... more about the, about the FOV? I think probably no, right? Then let's go to the next topic. And the next topic is, should be the lenses, right? Let's go for yep. it. Yes. Okay. Okay. So... These are the lenses that you hear, that you see here right now. And actually, in order to get to that wider field of view, they also use the same technology like the Valve Index for the lenses. And that is a double stack design. So it's actually two lenses that are that are um, yeah stacked together, and that will allow them to achieve um, a wider field of view. Now. These, these, the same technology, we have it for the Valve Index, as I mentioned, and the problem for the Valve Index is there's lots of glare, lots of God rays. And actually, the Valve Index is really pretty bad. For me, when I look through it, and I have some high contrast scenes, it's just like, it looks like foggy, like fog of war. It's, it's just like not, uh, not, not a fantastic experience. And also, 
This is also using Fresnel lenses, the lens that you see here, the double stack design from the Vive Pro 2. And the question, of course, is does it also have God rays, just like the Valve Index? And unfortunately, I have no good news for you. Yes, it also has God rays. So that was like a bit disappointing to see, like to, to see that you have this great panel. You know, you have this great panel, which is so beautiful, but then in high contrast scenes, you will also have glare. And if you ask me, is it as bad as with, um, with the Valve Index? I would say no, not quite as bad. For the Valve Index, I really have this kind of fog of war. It's, it's crazy. But for this, I also have God rays, but um, not just as glary, I would say, but it's also there. So probably if um, the Valve Index is 100% bad for God rays, this is probably 92% bad. <laughs> yeah, so it's not a huge, it's not, not a, a huge improvement. Though. No, it's not would a huge say, I'm just a question for 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 you guys, for for both, for the people who are watching us. Like, that's it. The glare is it something subjective to you? Because, no. for example, you know, for everyone me, everyone will see it. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, because for me, like, uh, you know, with, with the Vive Pro, especially with the first HTC Vive, um, like Cathy, you know, my, my partner, yeah. uh, she actually, she sees the glare. But for me, it's not, I mean, I could see at some point, but it's not really bothering me at some point. So okay. I don't know if some people might have a different uh, point of view, you know, something. Right. And I don't know if, if yeah. it could be subjective. I think there's people that I think there's definitely people that are more sensitive to it than right. other people. Yeah. I think everybody can see it, but it's just how much it bothers them really. I guess that's what it comes down to. For me, the worst thing about the index, I love the index. It's my favorite headset that I've used so far. Um, but the worst thing is the glare, and there's no denying it's one of the worst things about that headset for me. Mm -hmm. Um and it's 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 variable. It depends on the kind of game you're playing or the kind of experience you're going into, but it, it's the worst thing. And the problem is uh, one thing I was going to quickly ask Sebastian yeah. as well is the the difference between glare and god god rays. The 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 index it has this like the glare is bad in the index. <laughs> yeah. It really is. And it's all, all around the edge like this. With with the original Rift CV1, you had this like this beam coming from white text on a black background, for example. You don't really get that with the index, you, but you get it all around the edge. What, if you can remember, do you know which, how this, this one goes? Is it more okay. like the original Vive or... I would say it's more like the original Vive, where you can see those concentric rings in yeah, in, in scenes in scenes oh, in scenes when when there's high contrast. So I would also say like like the Index is one of my favorite headsets for sure. Yeah, it's for sure. And actually, those even those terrible God rays, they don't bother me so much because normally I don't play so many games with high contrast. I like I like more colorful. Colorful games, yeah? You know, I'm not a fan of these horror games and stuff. I saw normally the sun shines in my VR experiences. <laughs> yeah, so, so I, for well, me, they, that's, okay. that's, Maybe that's why, because I don't play horror games. Yeah, so yeah, you see, that's why. There you go, yeah. There you go. That is the point. That's the point, yeah. So 
so for me, um, these kind of um, God rays in the index are not so not, not 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 a deal breaker. Like I know Anthony, for example, he hated them, and I think that's why yeah. he sold it, right? But yeah, so we have them here as well, not as pronounced and a bit different, not this kind of fog of war like like in like in the index, but more like you you do see more of these concentric rings. Like the Vive, like the OG Vive, probably. It has yeah, yeah. yeah. No, exactly. Which, yeah, that, that's a good way of describing it, I suppose, because we, I can remember having the Vive, and it is, you can see the rings. Right. You couldn't yeah. really see the rings in the Rift. Right. Or that that improved a lot in the, in the Vive Pro. Yeah, so I, did, you, I didn't try the Vive you reckon it, we, we get backwards. We got backwards here. We, you reckon? <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. So, in, in the normal... So, but, do, you, do you think the, the mm -hmm. Vive Pro, the one, is better than the Vive Pro 2? No, honestly speaking, for the Vive One and the Vive Pro, they didn't even exchange the lenses, so you should see exactly the same glare. Probably, probably it's because you didn't play horror games in the Pro. Okay. One. <laughs> yeah. So, but now, now it's finding new lenses. They didn't exchange the lenses for a long time for Vive, so now they did. And the thing is, like for the new, um, for the new Fresnel lenses, like for example, the ones that are in the Reverb G2 or in the Quest, they have gotten that glare kind of down. It's not so bad anymore. But for it seems for these double stack design, like in the Valve Index and in the Pro 2, it's still there. So that is unfortunately something that. Um, yeah, that will affect the, the, the picture quality when you have high contrast scenes. Like, for example, in SteamVR Home, I see some uh, white text on, on the blackboard there. And then it's so clear. But unfortunately, we have these kind of little shiny artifacts coming from the glare. So that is unfortunate. And uh, yeah, that is definitely there for the lenses. Yeah, Just, um, yeah. I have got a question from somebody as well. Uh, VT did ask, um, just regarding the lenses in the sweet spot, I don't know if you were going to get onto that, Sebastian, yeah, yeah, but he was just asking for like a com comparison between right. the G2. Really. Okay, yeah, right. So, um, so let's go to sweet spot and edge-to-edge -edge clarity because I think it's important to let people understand that these are two different things. Sweet spot is the area in the headset where you have the sharpest picture, right? So you, 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 in, in headsets with a great sweet spot, you actually don't have to look so long. You don't have to fiddle around with the headset to find it. In, in headsets where you do have that, where you do have to fiddle around quite a bit, then the sweet spot is not so great. And edge-to-edge -edge clarity means when you are already in that sweet spot, in that best spot, then if you look from left to right with your eyes, how clear is the picture? Is it clear from edge to edge or does it start to degrade the, the quality of the picture? So I also have a video on my, in my review here. Probably this, probably this one I can show you right now. Let's, let's go to the review and let's share the screen. So here, here it is. So. Here I'm showing you, let me, here, okay, this is, do you see that now? Here, this is the Vive Pro and I'm going in now, trying to look for the, the sweet spot and I found it here. And now edge to edge clarity, as you can tell, yeah, it's all right. It's, it's quite normal. 
it's quite normal. It's not so, it's not like oh, it's like terrible and it's impossible. It really also again, it depends on where your eyes are. If your eyes are like super deep in your skull, then then the distance is probably too far away. But if you're if you have normal eyes, then this will be standard. So when I was when I was using when I was using um, here the the Vive Pro, I could tell that I need to I need to fiddle around with it until I until I am in the best spot. But it was not worse than with the Valve Index. With the Valve Index, I also need to fiddle around with the Valve Index to get into the best spot. So I would say that Valve Index and and the the Vive Pro 2 are on par. And that is also the same with the edge-to-edge -edge clarity. When I am in the sweet spot, I can see a very clear picture. However, for all, for all these Fresnel lenses designs, it is always that you are going to lose some clarity in your peripheral vision. What we actually would need is going to, is going to go back to the aspheric lenses, those clear lenses that we had in the PSVR or that we had in the Gear VR, because then you don't have that problem at all of um, yeah degradation of the picture going to the peripheral vision. So for all Fresnel lenses, it is kind of the same, and this is not... Particular. This is the Vive Pro 2 is not particularly bad, but it's also not particularly good. That's well, that's, well, that's my feeling. With the G2, I'll, I'll forget actually. What was oh, your yeah. impression of the G2 okay. um, overall? Anyway, in terms of sweet spot, my impression with the G2 is actually that the G2 has great lenses. So for the sweet spot for the G2, when I put it on, like me, my eyes, I am directly in the sweet spot. So, in my opinion, the lenses of the G2 are really, really good. And also, again, uh, when I'm in the G2, I also like see I, I have very good clarity as well. There is some degradation because it's also a Fresnel lens. But at least in terms of sweet spot, I feel that the G2 is like has like one of the better lenses actually. And probably if you're coming from if you're coming from uh, from headsets with 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 good sweet spots like the Oculus headsets, and then you try the Pro 2. Probably you have to fiddle a bit longer to find that sweet spot, but it's really, really just the same as the Valve Index. So I don't think you're going to feel like, oh, the sweet spot is terrible. No, I don't think so at all. At least that's for me. It depends on your eyes, of course. But for me, for my perception, I I don't I didn't feel like oh this is terrible this is unbearable not at all it's the same like index. Yeah, we, we should have this uh, conversation again when once we Gary and me try the, the headset. Yeah, of course, exactly. And yeah. then, and some, then, and probably then some, say, yeah, yeah, right. Probably. I think I think Carlos is right though. I think as well that like what he's saying there is it's it's there is so much of this, and I know that you've alluded to this too, Sebastian. Yeah. That is subjective. I think there are certain <laughs> things that are objective, but there's a lot that is subjective with it's this. Crazy. As well. It's crazy. It's it's really crazy because for the G two, you know, I I had it like uh, very early, and I really enjoyed the sweet spot like a lot, right? And yeah. then the, the device comes out like six months later. People are angry. <laughs> that they had to wait so long, <laughs> yeah. And then someone says, like, for some people, it's they felt it's terrible. But actually, what they, I think, at that point in time, lots of people didn't understand the difference between sweet spot and edge-to-edge -edge clarity. 
probably what they were unhappy about was that the edge chat's clarity is not as good as for for like like the Quest, for example, because suddenly you had that super high resolution and that super crisp image, and then you could more easily see that the picture quality in the peripheral vision would degrade, right? Because the picture was so crystal clear in your in your um, center of vision. Yeah. Anyways, so. You know, like uh, I had people send me over their G2s. I had like uh, at one point like 15 G2s yeah. here and I want to see is there any difference and they all were all exactly the same. So it's all about perception. For my perception, Index and um, Pro 2 are pretty on the same line and I, I couldn't feel that it's bad or something. Yeah, that was, that was my perception. Do you have any more questions about sweet spots and... And uh, edge stretch clarity, or should we go to the next topic? Uh, I think we can move on. I okay. can't see him. Yeah, probably I can. Probably I can just um, show you this again. So that's what I wrote here. So overall, the Pro 2 is a very solid visual upgrade that scores with fantastic high-resolution panels that offer best-in-class colors in that display category. The wider FOV is a nice add-on that especially shines when you're able to get your eyes as close as possible to the lenses, right? That's what I meant, that's important. The viewing pleasure is only clouded by glare in high contrast scenes caused by lenses that do not improve on the Valve Index double stack lens formula. So yeah, that's what I could say. Like it's a fantastic panel and the only thing is it's just sad that there's this glare. Right. If it was, if it wasn't for the glare, wow, it was, wow, it would be incredible. But also, without, like me, I'm not in these high contrast scenes. So for people who are all, only in high contrast scenes, yeah, probably, yeah, it's not for you, right? Just like um, the index. Here they're asking me. I don't know how to say that in English. Like chromatic, chromatic. aberration. Yeah, chromatic. Yeah. No, uh, no, I didn't see chromatic aberration. Yes. Okay. I don't like really see colors on the sides. The what? colors on the sides. What what's on the side? On the, the, the colors and, and the on the like the contrast on the on the on the on the edge. Yeah, we can have a look again at that video if you can see something. I, I filmed it through the lens, but I I didn't feel I didn't feel any problem with that. So let's let's have a look at that again through the lens. I think perhaps we can see something here. Let me see because I have to. Yeah. It's a little bit of delay on the. Right, on right. The, I'm watching it in, yeah. now in the thing. So it's it's normal. So I, the, the panels are really good. Yeah. So yeah, one more thing. One more thing that probably is interesting. Wow. As you can see, as you can see, the lenses they are not really like um, oval shaped. It's more like a squarish design, and that is that also probably will take some getting used to because we're also more used to like a round kind of FOV, right? And, so, and suddenly now it's more like squarish. Yeah. So lots of new tricks that we have to learn. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So, uh, any more questions for that part or should we go to the next? Yeah, we can move on, yeah. Okay, okay. So, let's move on to 
Oh, next. just oh, actually, this okay. is a good one. Sorry, very quickly before no we move on, this is display, but uh, Miura. Did oh, you no. see any Miura? There, no right. Miura at all. Like it's it's way better than this, the display of the G1 of the Reverb G1, and uh, yeah, absolutely no Miura at all. It's a really really high quality panel. That far I can tell for sure. Exactly. Excellent. Yeah, cool, cool. Then we can go to the next topic. Let's see. Okay, the next topic is audio. Yep, that is probably pretty interesting. So here we have this on-ear solution. And in my review of that um, solution, I say it feels like without ambition from, from HTC not to try to compete with the Valve Index because the <coughs> Valve Index is the new standard, is the new gold standard for audio, right? These floating, floating headphones, they are just fantastic. And I think it's great that HP also like put them on and yep, it's, um, these are like on-ear headphones. But then I also think, I personally can appreciate it when people say, you know, actually, I want to be completely immersed in virtual reality. I don't even want to have those floating earphones because then I can still hear my wife watching TV, right? But with this kind of approach, with the headphones being on-ear, you can totally delve into VR and probably you will not be able to hear your loud um, PCs running or humming or whatever. So I think for some people, they might like it. And hey, is it the same, right, than the previous one? Um, that one I'm not 100% sure because uh, like at least they have changed the at least they have changed like uh, the material here and um, yeah but it could be similar well, one, one, one of the things I liked of this is was the that you could actually ah, yes. uh, up and down the volume from from the yes yeah right you can still do this you can still do this exactly I, I think that's that's one of the good things that's like, pretty like cool. once you play like right. you could do that really really easy I, I think right I, I really miss that in, in other in other headsets. Right. But you right. have it on Quest, yeah, but, right. but on 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 G two. Right. Right. So yeah, you can uh, you can mute your microphone, and you can also yeah do the volume thing. So actually, actually the audio it doesn't even sound bad. <laughs> I must say. So the thing no, is, I mean, the, the, the previous one was quite good. Yeah, I mean, I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Actually, really. So, so I was surprised. It's it's surprising when you actually really test things and not just um, follow what you what your feeling says, right? Because people say it's bad, but it's not true actually. If you really test things, so that's what I did. And could, could you actually take off the headsets? Yes, you can remove it. Mm -hmm. Yes. So um, let me just play my my comparison. So you can also listen to it yourself. So I played, um, I have this um, recorder, this audio recorder, and I played the same song on the Pro 2 and on the Valve Index. And this is how it sounds like. Actually not so bad. This develop index, so the bass is super strong. The bass is extremely strong. I think um, Gary and Carlos, you cannot hear it right now, but our, but the people on on the podcast they will hear it.
Actually, the highs are really good. And here on the valve index, the bases are super strong. The bases are incredible and probably even a bit too much. But here on the on the on the Vibe Pro June, yeah, it misses a bit of the bass, but the highs are really good. From the, from actually from the sound. Yeah, I think now you have a good idea. And again, you can check my review. The link is down in the description. Listen to this yourself. But honestly speaking, from the audio, I was positively surprised. So it's not that this is like a, that these are bad headphones. Not at all. So I think that's important to say that you should actually really try the stuff that you review, and then uh, you will find out a that it's not so bad. What are your thoughts about this on-ear headphones? Do you think it's like over because we have the Valve Index and the G2 headphones? Or do you think there, yeah, it's still room? Or do you think it's lazy not to do it? Or what, 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 what are your thoughts? Personally, I like, I like the off-ear headphones for yeah. me. Um, and it's not just... I do think that they sound great anyway on the Index. But also, the fact is, when you've not got those things on your ears... You don't, it's heat. This is a big issue as well. Whenever you play right. VR, right. there's less heat with that kind of stuff. So I'd rather not have on ear headphones. Right. But then again, I didn't know I wanted that until I tried <laughs> yeah, right. the Valve Index. You, you, you gotta still play a, a little bit like this. You like, could, like, you could, yeah. You know, you gotta yeah. air. I mean, I really like the sound. I, I'm talking obviously about the previous uh, VR Pro. And right. I really like it. And like I said, like the, the fact that you could change the volume and thing in there, right, it's, right. It's, it's, it's quite helpful. Right, right. I agree. So, well, Sebastian, just yeah. quickly before we move on, what, what was your overall impression like? Which would you prefer, given the, the choice, just the straight choice between having Valve Index Audio or the Vipro Audio? Valve Index Audio. Like, I really yeah. like the Valve Index Audio. I, just like you said, like, it's not going to heat up your ears. Um, anyways, I'm playing alone. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, exactly. There's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing which would actually, for me personally, like, like uh, I have no other noise. If I'm playing VR, I'm playing VR, and I'm alone here in the studio. So, yeah, for me, I don't have that issue that probably I need to get away from other sounds. But again, I, I really can appreciate other people who who don't have that luxury and who who just need to get away from real reality and the real noises. But for me personally, I prefer the, the Valve Index speakers. What do you think? Well, what about mic microphone? <laughs> yeah, that, that is the next topic. That is the next topic. That's the next topic, okay. Yeah, right. So, oh my God, the microphone is terrible. The microphone is unbelievably terrible. The microphone <laughs> of the Vive, Vive headsets, they have already been bad from the Vive 1 to the Vive Pro to the Vive Cosmos, always the same problem. The problem has always been the pop noise. So the actual sound is kind of okay, but if you say some, some P sounds, like uh, Peter Parker plays piano, the one that I'm always using in my video reviews, you get this strange bad noise. And yeah, let me also play that for you, because of course I have also um, made a video about this. So, this is the microphone test. 
this is how the microphone of the Vive Pro 2 sounds. Vive Pro 2 microphone check. Peter Parker still plays piano. Peter Parker still plays piano. Yeah, so it's it's tough to understand for me how they cannot change that because the solution is so easy. The problem is that pop sound. So what you do, you just put some piece of cloth there in front of the microphone so that you kind of get the wind from the P sounds away and then you're good. So I can't, I, I don't understand why they didn't change it because also with the Vive Pro 2, if you don't mod it, and I'm going to talk with this, uh, I'm going to tell you how to solve this in a moment. Um, yeah, it's people that you meet in virtual reality, they will know you're using some kind of Vive headset <laughs> because they're all so bad. So it's tough to understand. And my understand, what I think is the, the, the problem here, I, I, I think there must be something about some kind of, um, some, someone in the engineering department at Vive is very stubborn about this. It's a person <laughs> in power. And no one in the company dares to speak up, because the thing is, I have been in, I've been living in Taiwan, and I, I know the Asian the Asian ways of working, and in Asia and in Taiwan, it's like the boss is the boss, <laughs> you know, it's no flat structures like in Germany or in the UK where where you can tell your boss, hey, you bo you know what, boss, the microphone sucks, <laughs> and we need to change it. In Taiwan, it's like if the boss says, you know what, the microphone is good enough, no one is going to question that boss. And that is how I could probably um, like, uh, find, a, find a reason why they didn't exchange the microphone. Because <coughs> all of the community know, we all know that microphone is bad. So it's, it's like uh, crazy. <laughs> It is crazy, and it's like it feels like such an easy fix as well. Exactly. And when when they have been criticised for this going back many years, yeah, an easy fix like this would just appease so many people. And I just I just really don't understand this decision. For me personally, I don't care. I don't use the microphone too much anyway, yeah. or even okay. on my Valve Index, okay. which is a great microphone. But for the wider community, this is. This very, is very important. Very important, exactly. This is really, really important. So that is a bit crazy. Yeah, anyways. So um, the good thing is on my review, I'm showing you how to fix it because I simply bought some, some little um, pop filters for cameras because cameras also have, have little microphones like the one that's being used here. And let me simply show you the solution to that problem. And uh, you will be amazed like how easy it is to fix. This video, I'm going to show you how to Franken-mic the Pro 2. This Franken is the microphone and this is the This is nice microphone. for us, you know, like we have These to create content. That's the, you, you know, with a nice mic, for 10 uh, euros. you know, that will help a lot. Yeah, right. Um, Exactly, Carlos. I'm uh, I'm just playing the this, the the video right now, and you you don't hear it on your sound. So, for the next uh, one minute and nineteen seconds, I'm going to play the video, and we're just listening to it now. In this video, I'm going to show you how to Franklin mic the Pro Two. This is the microphone, and this is the problem microphone. These are self-adhesive pop filters that I bought on Amazon for ten euros for the whole thing. And there are a lot. So, first of all, you take this self-adhesive thing and you get it ready for action. And then there's a little hole. 
You simply glue it around the microphone. So the microphone is in the hole. Right, just like that. Yep, and now you get one of those wind filters and you simply glue it on top of that self-adhesive thing. It's so simple. It's such a simple solution which solves the Vive Pro 2 microphone issue. And I honestly can't believe how HTC didn't somehow do it by themselves. Anyways, this is the simple solution and I'm happy that I can show it to you. Now the Vive Pro has a very nice mustache. Yeah. Thumbs up for that. Yeah, right. Bye-bye. So, thumbs up for that, I'm saying, here in the video. <laughs> yeah, so I gave my HTC Vive Pro 2 a little mustache there. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I can only tell, tell um, our viewers and our listeners, do that. Do that. Order those self-adhesive glue um, pop filters. It, it, it will cost you like um, 10 or 15 dollars for like 10 pieces. You can share this with your other friends who have any kind of Vive headsets. You simply glue that little thing onto them and then boom, you don't have this problem anymore. So let me, let me show you how the Vive Pro microphone sounds after this mod. So this is how it sounds. This is how the modded microphone of the Vive Pro 2 sounds. Vive Pro 2 microphone check. Peter Parker still plays piano. Peter Parker still plays piano. So as you can tell now, that problem is basically solved by getting this $1 um, pop filter. So that's why I'm saying like HTC, you need to do something about it. You need to put that pop filter in the box already or I don't know. This is like um, annoying, this problem, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, um, I was just going to say as well, because I put those things, those same things on my Ah, you also have it. Only because the Valve Index doesn't have an issue with like the P's and stuff like that. Right. But um, I do have them. I don't very often make videos where I, I record directly like this, but you can still hear like the breathing air going okay. past, even on the Valve Index. Okay. Um, so I think, honestly, sometimes I do think that they're sort of a great thing to have on, on any headset, but especially from what, what, cause I, I listened to those earlier on Sebastian anyway. And right. I, I think the, uh, they're almost essential for, for the Vive Pro. Yeah. For the Vive Pro, you need them. You need to glue that on that. You have to give it like a little, uh, mustache. Yeah. And, uh, Right, and that kind of mustache is not very well liked in Germany. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so so absolutely, yeah. You, but you still have to put it now onto your on onto your Vive Pro too, if you get one. And actually, also you can yeah, you can put this on also on your old Vive and Vive Pros. Right, it, it's not just for this one. Whenever you have a problem with your with your um, Vive. Then you can put that um, pop filter. Yes, yes, right. So that's the microphone. Big embarrassment. I, I can't say it in a different way. I would really love to know how, uh, how, why. But I guess it's really because of these internal um, company policies where the boss is right in Taiwan. It's, it's just like that. Yeah, right. Okay, controllers. The next point is controllers. I think we already talked about this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ah, now, now we're talking. Now we, we get to performance. 
So I was positively surprised, I must say, about the performance that the Vive Pro 2 gave me. So I used it on the two systems that I have here on in, in the MRTV headquarters. It's a 3080 PC, that's one. And the other one is a 1080 Ti machine. And first I tried it on the 3080 machine. And yeah, it, it, it performed great. I mean, just great. I can't say, I can't say it in any other way. So Half-Life Alex, of course, I tried it at maximum, at the maximum um, visual fidelity in for the settings within Alex, and the the Vive software. And that's I think that's something important to mention as well. Now there is a Vive software, and you do your settings in that Vive software. So you have five different kind of quality settings. I think it's like one performance, balance, high, um, ultra and extreme. And I used the extreme one and the extreme one give, will give you the native resolution that is here, 4,896 by 2,448 at 120 hertz. So at that high resolution, I can play Half-Life Alex, and please have a look at the Through the Lens video that I shot. It just looks amazing. It's just fantastic. I got 120 FPS. But then even, even um, for, for games that are really demanding, like X-Plane 11 and Project Cars 2, I also got really good FPS, around 60-ish. And that is pretty amazing for these games. You know, these games normally really are very taxing on the hardware. So that is pretty interesting. And to be able to compare that better, I did the OpenVR benchmark test. And for the OpenVR benchmark test at extreme settings on 100% SteamVR super sampling, I got to 33.62 FPS. And for all the people who don't know the OpenVR benchmark tool, it is designed to really put stress on the GPU. So you're not supposed to get 90 FPS here. It's normal to get this kind of low values, 33 or what. So this value actually is pretty good. And that is even better than what I got with my Reverb G2 on the same machine. On the same machine, I got 28 frames per second for the G2. So it shows you when you are at 100% super sampling with those two machines, with, a, with those two headsets, you will get a better performance out of the Vive Pro 2. And that is kind of surprising and counterintuitive, right? Counterintuitive because the Pro 2 actually has a higher resolution than the G2. Now, the reason is that the, that the render target for 100% super sampling for this device, for the Pro 2, actually is exactly around the native resolution, like 2500 or so. But the render target for the Reverb G2 is way higher than the actual resolution of the panels. It's like 3,000 something by 3,000. And therefore, if you compare them at 100% super sampling, you will find out that you get a better, um, get you, that you get a better performance for the Vive Pro 2. Now, the question, of course, is why does the Reverb G2 have that higher render target at 100% super sampling. That's a question that Gary wanted to ask me right now. <laughs> right? Well, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. right. So I asked, um, I asked the, uh, the HP team, I reached out to the HP team and asked them why is it that you have such, such a higher 
render target. And they told me the reason is um, their frame buffer. So they render a bit more of the actual scene for a buffer, which will help you to get to get to the next picture when you move your head, for example. So that's there won't be any kind of stuttering, for example. That, but it's a bit more well, complicated, actually. Yeah. Well, see, <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize it was that. Actually, what I was going to say is yeah. most headsets will render a bit more, yeah, above 1.4. They will usually render exactly, 1.4 yeah. above the native resolution of the headset right. to correct for barrel distortion where exactly. it. it stretches it out and exactly. i assume that's what was doing and i don't know why the vibe pro 2 isn't doing that that's yeah. that was going to be my question but right. um that's a good that's, yeah. a, that's a really good question <laughs> that's a really good question um the thing is now things get more complicated because we have a second software it's not just anymore the steam vr so yeah. now now things get complicated how do they how do these two softwares interact with each other and Actually, I also again reached out to HTC to ask exactly this question, like, okay, why is the render target exactly for um, for um, Steam VR super sampling 100% exactly the the native resolution? Why don't a bit more? The thing is just that the people at HTC that I interact with are more of the PR people, so they they have to first ask the Taiwanese engineers who actually do that, and. And that's why now I'm waiting for that particular answer, why it is exactly like this. Yeah. The, only, the only thing I, I could think is if, because it's using this separate software anyway, it renders that and then allows Steam VR to apply that extra 1.4 itself. Because in, in Steam mm -hmm. VR, when you have that 100% uh, soup sampling, uh, when it's mentioned in Steam VR, that is actually 1.4. You just don't right. see that in Steam VR. I'm wondering if if that that applies that 1.4 for the Vive software, maybe. Um, but it's an interesting. Yeah, Could I'm be. looking forward to hearing yeah. what what happens with that. Could yeah. be. Um, so just to let everyone know, I'm onto it, <laughs> onto exactly that question. So if you are wondering um, about that question as well, I will get the definite. Definite answer, and I will let everyone know on the channel, of course. Yeah, so anyways, if you just plug it in and uh, enjoy gaming and don't think about this stuff, that's good <laughs> because you will simply feel that it works really well. And probably there is even more, uh, more even more potential to get out of this. But it works really well. And what I even like more is... That when I when I connected this to my to my 1080 Ti, it also ran really well. It ran really really well, and you don't have the 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 two highest options anymore. You don't have um, ultra and extreme setting anymore. Then so therefore I chose high on the 1080 Ti machine, and it ran very well. And the beautiful thing is that even at this low resolution, because high is going to have a lower res resolution. Let, let's check this out. Let's check this. Um, high is still like, yeah, it's um, 3,600 by 1,632 for both panels at 90 hertz. So it's a low resolution, but because of the high fill factor of the display of the panel, you actually... Don't also don't see any kind of screen door effect. And I also did a through the lens video of Alex running at high 
at all the high graphics settings and it also looks fantastic. And that is the beautiful thing. That's really the beautiful thing. And that's um, why I believe lots of people will still pick this up as a solid visual upgrade because you do not need to upgrade your GPU. If you have a 1080 Ti, you will still have a great time and it's going to look way better than your current headset and you're getting more FOV. So I, that's also um, what they pointed out to me that people hardly can, can get any uh, GPUs right now. So even if you want to buy a 3080, you probably can't, but you can still use the Vive Pro 2, for example, and then later, once you get that 3080 or 3090, and then you play again, then you can even, um, yeah, like get more uh, visual fidelity out of it. So on my 1080 Ti, I got 90, I got a super constant 90 FPS for um, for Half-Life Alex and other games. And when I ran the OpenVR benchmark, I got to 38.59. So you can compare this if you have a 1080 Ti out there, if you use the OpenVR benchmark tool and see what your current um, headset does, you get a good idea of the performance, right? So if if you with your with your current headset also get around 40, then you will know, okay, the Pro 2 will also perform like very similarly. So, yep, that's 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 what I have to say for for the performance. Do you have any questions for that? Or also in, in the in the chat? Um yeah, I didn't see any questions. I wasn't paying close enough attention though, perhaps. Okay. Um if anybody's got any questions, then let us know. You're right. Exactly. I mean, overall, I suppose what, what I'd say is it's encouraging for anybody that has got like a, a couple of generations old yeah, right. graphics card. Anyway, you can still get this headset and experience some kind of benefit from it, even though you can't run at those native resolutions, I suppose. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, that's good. So, um, Carlos, what kind of um, GPU do you use right now? Oh, in in here I've got the 2080 uh, T, okay. T uh, uh, and uh, in, in the in the Excel spot we got the 3090. Okay, yeah, that that should be good enough. Yeah, I mean with uh, G2, it makes a huge difference because I think uh, it's it's very very demanding the G2. Is the is the the thing actually that I I like I don't like really about about G2 is is this. So, um, you know, if you say it, with um, Vive Pro 2, it seems like it's, 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 it's way better than, than the 2 in this, in this uh, thing. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, the, um, I, so just quickly, Sebastian, uh, VTID asked um, with the 1080Ti, do you, do you remember what the Steam VR resolution setting you could get to achieve 90 frames per second? What the uh, the super sampling was set in Steam VR? Um, I think it was. was also, it? I think it was also hundred, hundred. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, yeah, there's a couple of questions. I mean, this one. Uh, this one is interesting. <laughs> yeah, go on. You you go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you did you see any questions that? Well, this one, the, the, there was just uh, this one from uh, Cosmonaut just saying, "Have you tried 1.4?" But I think you've tried. Uh, basically, 100% in You're Steam right. VR, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's right. fine. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Um, yeah, but I th I will do more. 
you know, I will do more testing just to see. This was this was now um, the, the initial review, but I can still add more, and I will add more. Yeah, but I can tell you, like, even at 100%, you will get uh, visual fidelity, as you saw in the Through the Lens video for 1080 Ti, and you're going to have um, yeah, a good time with it. So that is that is basically the, the main message that you can get from, from these first tests. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. So if you want to have the extreme setting and the ultra setting, I think there was some question about it, you need to have DisplayPort 1.4. So if your, if your GPU has DisplayPort 1.4, then you will also have these extreme and ultra settings. Okay, so um, now let's go to the next. Yeah, yeah. actually we are already, we've already reached a conclusion. So my conclusion is that it's a solid upgrade in terms of visuals and FOV that many customers will enjoy. You can expect Reverb G2 level visuals on a wider than Valve Index FOV. And well, that is a good value proposition for lots of the people out there. However, I think that HTC played it a bit too safe. And that's why I wouldn't call the Pro 2 an exciting or must-have update. Uh, yeah, we didn't get a facelift for the design. Um, HTC didn't have the ambition to change um, the audio solution, even though the audio solution is kind of good, actually. And they completely dropped the ball on the microphone again, right? So, yeah, for uh, VR enthusiasts who are, who are willing to mod the microphone with the Franken-Mic mod, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 a cheap it's a cheap and good uh, fix for the problem of the microphone. It's a solid upgrade. They won't force you to um, to upgrade your existing GPUs. And once you get better GPUs, then you can um, yeah simply have a better experience. So yeah, now and then in my review, I actually talk about all the different headsets, and I think we can at the end of the show we can also do that. So in my opinion. If you have a Valve Index, and if you are happy with your Valve Index, I'm not going to tell you not to be happy anymore with your Valve Index. The Valve Index still is an amazing headset, and it has like a good enough <coughs> resolution not to be bothered by it, right? However, if, and that's only if, you, if you're already used to some other resolution, like for, for example me, I'm used to the Reverb G2 resolution, and that resolution for me, it completely spoiled my index. Like, I still like the index, but if I wear it, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, it could be better. That's the thing, right? Once you get used to better technology, then going back is hard. And I do have this, unfortunately. So for me, the index is spoiled because of the G2. So therefore, for me, and probably for, for other people who are in the same position, if you are spoiled by the G2, but you want to have lighthouse tracking, then I think the Vive Pro 2 is a good choice. However, if you are a Vive Index, a Vive Index user, and if you care about audio and a perfect microphone, I would say sit this one out and wait for the next big best thing. Yep. Then for people, for users of the Reverb G2, the situation is a bit different. So for you, you're already used to that high-end, uh, high high resolution and your picture quality is even a bit better than what you what you get in the in the um, Pro 2 because you have a better lenses and you have less glare. So 
The question is, do you want... <laughs> Cutting you out, the connection. You're right. I think, okay, I think we're back. Okay. I think we're back. Okay, so so I was just saying that if you are if you are a, a, a Reverb D2 owner, you're already used to that beautiful um, resolution. And then only if you want to have the wider FOV and the lighthouse tracking, then it will make sense. But it's going to set you back $1,400. Yep. So not a must-have upgrade. For, um, for Yep. Oh, sorry. Go, no, you finish your thought. Okay. Spassing, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, I would go through all the headsets. Yeah. Okay, so for owners of the Vive or Vive Pro, the Vive 2 is a really good upgrade for you. So I would actually recommend it because you get better FOV, you get um, better resolution, and you don't even have to upgrade your, your, your GPU. So for Vive and Vive Pro users, I give it a yes. But you have to get used to the non-OLED blacks anymore, right? But the blacks are pretty good here. So for Vive and Vive Pro owners, I would give it a thumbs up. Now, for Pimax, for people who, who are on Pimax headsets right now, you own the Pimax because you love the huge FOV. That's for sure. So now, it's the first time since the Valve Index that there's actually uh, a VR headset that you might actually want to look at and give a chance. Because if you mod that device, you ha actually get into that FOV region that you like, right? But you, you, you're getting that without any distortions. So that is probably a pretty good value proposition for you. Also, you will have better looking visuals as compared to all the other Pimax headsets. Only the 8KX can compete. But this one has 120 hertz and better colors than the 8KX. So probably have a good look at the Vive Pro too. Could be a good upgrade. For owners of the Quest and Quest 2, for sure this would be an upgrade in terms of uh, everything, basically, in terms of visuals, FOV, and, um, yeah, at least that. <laughs> visuals, FOV, and probably also, like, comfort. But it's pretty expensive, right? Because you would have to pay $1,400. So I think it doesn't make sense for you to upgrade. Better wait for the Quest 2 Pro, which is going to probably hit us next year. Yep. That are my thoughts. That was my conclusion. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll just quickly well ask. Um, well from pa 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 Paradise Decay did ask earlier on in the chat. So, Carlos, hearing all of this stuff, what do you think? Will you be picking a... I mean, presumably you'll be getting one anyway. Um, yeah. But do you think if you were like a, a normal a VR non consumer, yeah, normal VR consumer, do you think you'd be picking one of these up? Uh, I mean, it does depending if you already have something or not. Uh, if you already have something, depending on what you have. And uh, uh, it's like, uh, 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 I mean, it's like, because to me, one of my favorite, if not my favorite, is, is Vive Pro, you know? Okay. It's, I, I think, I mean, it's very, very tight with uh, Index. You know, but at some point, I, I think I kind of prefer the, the the Vive Pro. But if this is just an upgrade and, and it's not, I mean, I mean, of course, if you don't have anything, you just pick it up uh, first um, because it's the latest headset. But if not, I don't think, I'm not sure, depending on the money you want to spend or how, how um, you know, and enthusiastic you are about, about VR, you want to have a collection. But... I don't think it's, you know, uh, 
It's like I, I still recommend Quest, you know, to normal, <laughs> yeah. to, to normal, uh, to, no, to normal people. Yeah, to normal yeah. people. I, I would recommend Quest. It's just three hundred and fifty, yeah, uh, or three hundred dollars, yeah. and, and then it's tough you to know, compare, and then yeah, you, if absolutely. you want it to improve, you can have. It. So I don't hey, know. And you can even get wireless, you know, like yes. Uh, like, oh yeah, so really I totally wireless, for, yeah. we totally forgot to talk about this. Yeah, for this you you can get a wireless adapter, which is going to set you back three hundred fifty dollars, and I will test it out for you guys, of course. I've got it, but but, but for that money you can get like a quest, right? Uh, it's it's pain in the ass to set up the, the wireless. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's, it's not working well. Yeah. There is going by Wi-Fi, and it's just like I don't know. I'm, I'm, I mean, if you're enthusiastic, you won't die. You yeah, but just quest too, and with a link, you 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 get the cable, and and it's. I mean, yeah, of course, this one will have better headset, but still. Mm, not sure what was the you know yeah for the normal person probably no for the VR enthusiasts who can appreciate that more degrees it, it will make a difference for us for the people now in the chat yes it will make a difference but for the normal people no I mean I actually during during while you were talking I was actually looking at the where I can get it in, in here in Spain you know <laughs> so I'll probably have one um, but um, you know, I have to buy because HTC right. that's that, that's not that's not. But, um, yeah, but, but yeah, it's like I it's also not, have to. I also have to give this back. I also bought my own one. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not like really like a one point three thing or something. You know, it's right. not like two really like this two number. Is I would expect something different from a two. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, how about you yeah, um, then, Gary? How's what's your feeling now after hearing all that? There's a couple of things. Oh, that, yeah. Okay. So first of all, there's a couple of things that that would concern me about okay. getting this headset, and and I I won't be getting it anyway. Um, but I do think that that vertical field of view thing is a big issue for me personally. It it probably won't be for most people, but I think I'm not sure I can go back to that because whenever I experience that going from the index to the Quest 2 and I can see that vertical thing, I don't necessarily want that on my high-end PC experience. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things. It's not for everybody. I know I know that's not going to bother everybody, but for me. Um, the other thing is I, I just... <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go back to the fact that I don't, I don't see this as really being any kind of progression, um, mm. other than the the displays, which I think are great. You know, I mean, I've got to say, when I first saw this announcement, this was an incredible announcement in terms of what they are showing in terms of resolution, uh, two separate displays and that kind of stuff. And I was really tempted to give it a try. Having heard what you've said, Sebastian, I think you've covered i mean this review is very in-depth and it goes Thank through you. pretty much every single thing that you would want to know about this headset so um yeah i i have read through it and although i'm not like absolutely <laughs> against uh you know picking this thing up in terms of everything i've read there's certain things that just don't make me want to buy spend that much money it's about right. spending that much money to replace a valve index when i don't think i'm going to yeah. get it yeah yet. i think i have the same feeling like like you know, just just uh, forgetting who I am and just uh, talking about you. You know, it's it's not it's it's just something yeah. like it's like a, I don't know. For example, like Focus Three. You know, Focus sexy. Three. Something at least just the feeling I want it. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. I, I don't know. I yes, don't know this feeling exactly. You know, this, this is like, missing, okay, right? This, this is missing. I want here. it. Yeah, I want yeah, it. I know. But I this agree. one is like I feel like I already have it. Yeah. <laughs> 
exactly. You know, at some point, I know. it's like, yeah, I, I know. know. Really, it's, yeah. th- that's really, that's really, that's a good point. That's a really good point. The sex appeal and the, yeah, it's, this is more something like, like that, Deca, that works. Decadier. You know Decadier? Yeah, I know. I, I want it. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're not still there. We want new things. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Know, we humans really, want new things. Goods, you know, it's like, kind of, oh, okay, I want to try this. I want, But this one is like, I don't know, they should change uh, at least uh, and something. Right. Right. Uh, just, just to finish off, Mark, just a quick final thought for me. I will say, like that resolution has to be of a huge benefit to certain people that play VR. Simmers, you've got flight sim. Yes. I mean, Steve on this show. I oh mean, yeah, he would if like. He it. gets hold of this. I'm really looking forward to hearing yeah. what he thinks of it in that in Microsoft Flight Simulator and that kind right. of stuff. Exactly. Um, and it's it's got its place perhaps, but it's not for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but I think also I think for for Simmers, yes. Absolutely. You want you want to see more on the sites. I spoke to quite a few simmers, and that's ex- that's why they would pick up something like the Pimax headsets, for example, because they want that more resolution. And I also pl- uh, also talked with some simmers who play like um, racing sims, and they told me like, you know what? I freaking give a, you know what, for, uh, bec- uh, for that vertical FOV because I'm playing a game where I wear a helmet anyways. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that, well, that's that's a good question. How how it is for porn? It's like it's, a game. it's like um, that's a that's a very good question. I have honestly, I haven't tried it yet. Oh, <laughs> is this the reason the review was was a little bit delayed? <laughs> yeah, I had to test on everything. Right? No, no. Uh, but um, like, I let me just imagine how it would be. And I, I suppose it would be really good because of the great colors and because you don't see any screen door effect anymore. That's something that I still have to check out, yeah. yeah it's wider, so it's good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. So I should check that out. Mm-hmm. But I think it would look really good because of the colors and because you don't see any more yeah, screen door effect. Yeah, well, are there any more questions from the community or from you? Just let it out now before okay. we end it. Well, are we already in oh, two hours and 46? Wow, we didn't feel yeah. that time. <laughs> been going on. Uh, just very quickly, okay, I'm going to ask you, Sebastian, the same yeah. question that I asked Carlos. If you were a normal, you know, uh, you were into high-end I'm PC not VR. normal. <laughs> <laughs> if you're into just high-end PC VR and you had one or perhaps two VR headsets at the moment, a Valve Index, a Reverb G2, would you replace either of those with this headset in your personal situation? Uh, that's a good question. That is a good question. Um, I, I love technology. I, I simply love it to get more resolution here, and I think I think I would go for this for this one here and use this one instead of the G2. Even though the G2 looks better, I would say, but I, I like it that that this plays in the same in the same league, but has more FOV. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, this is. But but the G two the G two is also so good and it doesn't have the glare. Oh, it's tough, man. Man, it's tough. <laughs> so that's why I just keep them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's a really tough one because the G two also that, that's a beautiful thing. The G two really still has its fantastic place in that whole VR um, 
Yeah, in, in all of the VR headsets, because if you don't have base stations, yeah, I can still absolutely recommend the Reverb G2. Since you don't need base stations, it has a wonderful screen. It's still the sharpest screen around, right? It has better lenses than this year, for example. It doesn't, you don't have the glare problems. So the G2 is really, really, really good. But, but you can't play sports bar VR pool with it, unfortunately. Okay, okay, yeah, then, yeah, right. <laughs> then you can, yeah, right. If you prefer then the, the better tracking, then this is a beautiful mix somehow between the Valve Index and the Reverb G2. So, yeah, it's great to have them all <laughs> for me. <laughs> I, I know I'll have it and I will replace my probably Vive Pro one. Yeah, that makes sense. Point. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's why I, that's why I also wrote in my review for for people with a Vive or a Vive Pro, it's really a no-brainer to update this. This is really really a good headset. Not exciting, right? But it's it's very solid. Very solid. I'm, I'm a really easy 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 person to convince about <laughs> when when we're talking about this stuff. So yes. <laughs> yeah, good. I'm looking forward to find out what you think about it when you get it. Cool. Any more questions here from the chat before we go into our Saturday evening here in Europe? Eye tracking. No, it doesn't. It does not have eye tracking. But there's going to be like an eye tracking add-on if you really need it. So I, I must say I was not too unhappy. I was not sad to find out that this doesn't have eye tracking because honestly, it doesn't use it anyways. There's no real applications right now that are out there for eye tracking. Not so many. And and those who need it, they will just they can just get the kit. So I think that makes sense. Yep. Other than that, I'm going to um, hopefully be able to try the wireless module soon. As soon as I can, I will make a review, of course, again on MRTV.co, but also on the channel. And also, I will of course also do a video review. That's um, my my goal for next week. And then for people who don't like to read a lot. You can simply watch the video, but I, I would uh, tell you or just read the review. It's um, on the website and the link is down in the description of this video. All right. All right. Is, there's another question. Is it possible for normal people to buy the Focus 3 now? Yes. If you're in Europe, you can. It's um, uh, from bestware.com. Normal people can just buy it. Uh, also just bought it, but not from Vive, but from bestware.com, you can. All right. All right. I think that's it. Wow, we've been going on forever without feeling it. There was so much to talk about the Vive Pro. I really hope that you, the, the people who watch this right now and the people who listen to it, really hope that you now know better if you should upgrade to the Vive Pro 2. And actually now, at the end of the show, I would really like to find out, are you going to get the Vive Pro, please say yes in the chat. And if you're not going to get the Vive Pro 2, say no. I would simply like to understand, um, yeah, how many people are probably going to get it. Like, what is the percentage of the people uh, watching watching us who have pre-ordered it already and um, who will get it? So let's see. Oh, yeah, okay. No, yes, no. Yes, yes, no, yes, okay, yes. Okay, some kind of, I think, mixed with a little skew, skew towards yes. <laughs> oh, upgrade from Rift S. Oh, that is a very nice upgrade. That is a very nice upgrade. Oh, waiting for the wireless review. Okay, you're going to get it. Nope, nope, nope. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. Only with wireless. 
Let's see. Okay, cool. Wow, what an interesting and long show. <laughs> so, first of all, I would like to thank Carlos for being here, for coming on so spontaneously. I think I asked you yesterday and said, yes, cool, let's do it. Let's make it happen. <laughs> so, thank you so much. Uh, the thank you, Neil, for inviting me. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. And I hope I can visit you in uh, Madrid soon and, uh, like, like um, test my Spanish, find out if I can find you. <laughs> yes, so, let's do it. Yeah, let's Honestly, do it. Honestly, let's no, do really. it. Yeah, no, no, really, really. I want to come to Spain. Absolutely. Really big fan. And yep. So please, everyone in Spain, check out XR Spot. The link is down in the description. That is Carlos' um, project. If you want to know everything about VR or AR, absolutely, you must support yeah. him in the Kickstarter <laughs> campaign. That's very important. And um, yeah, check, definitely check it out. Of course, also thanks to, to Gary for being on the show again. It was a pleasure to, to talk with you. And thanks to all of you who are watching this right now. If you enjoyed this show, please give it a thumbs up right now. Right now. We need more thumbs ups. And again, if you didn't do it in the beginning of the show, I would really um, like ask you to give us a five-star review if you enjoy this show. Like we're putting out the show here every every Saturday, and the best way to thank us and to let other people know that this is a very good podcast is to review us on iTunes. So get out of your iPad or your iPhone, find the podcast app, and find the Next Dimension podcast. Give us a five star review, and they would make us all very happy. And that's it. That's everything that we have for this week. We're looking forward to see you in the next week. Until then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Happy Christmas.